0: Following is a presentation of the Outside Lens Radio Network. welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co-hosts. Yes, that's right, hosts. But it's not who you think, ladies and gentlemen. First and foremost, let me introduce the Cannonball, Alex Steele. Alex Steele, welcome back to the show. Yep. We're live in studio.
1: Yep,
2: absolutely. I'm sitting right next to the man, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, but, uh, but Scotty Freytown, who do we have to our left
0: here? Let me just tell you. Oh, that the that, is that it it is right? the tenacious
2: Tyler
0: Dean? Yes, yes, the tenacious titillating Tyler Dean is rejoining us uh, for this show. The the um, I, I guess one of the founders, yeah. one of the founding members of this here podcast. Absolutely. The tenacious titillating Tyler Dean joining us for this show. And folks, we've got a big one uh, ahead of time. Uh, the boots, uh, the bootleg better boots is not able, not able, excuse me, to join us. So uh,
2: we, we've been drinking heavily tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: we've got we've got uh, uh, the Detroit Craft Beer Festival in the books, but we also have Week Seven in the books, folks. Absolutely, yes, and we are uh, ready to rock and roll. Week Seven had, it was an interesting week to say the least. We, whereas Week Six, we had a lot of defensive play. Week Seven, we had a lot of offensive play, and I was actually pretty stoked about it. So. Um, we're gonna jump right in, folks. I want to. I want to get things started here. Week seven in the NFL, starting out with our scores. Boots is not here. Cannonball, are you ready? Let's do it. Tyler, welcome back. Are you ready? You missed me. I I don't know. Did uh, you miss me?
2: That's that's, that's debatable. I
3: wow, you know, that's wow. debatable. It's like I said, I'm one of the founding members here. I mean, you you want to you want <laughs> to you want to go there? Blitz, yeah, right? it I mean, Yeah.
2: Respect where respect is due. Yeah.
3: I miss most of the people that are involved. As most of the people that listen, people I'm, I'm sitting here next to. Oh,
0: <laughs>
2: this oh my god,
0: asshole! Now not I know enough. why you're not here normally. <laughs> Well, folks, here are your scores for Week 7 in the NFL, starting with the Jags and the Saints Thursday night football, and uh, the Jags pulling over on the Saints 31-24. to 24. The Saints, you know, I don't understand what's going on with them. There seems to be a serious lack of offense, but yeah. the defense looks fucking spectacular for them. I, I don't. Outside get of this
3: week, this 31 yeah. points. is a lot. But but there is a lot. The thing yeah. here is, like, and, and anyone who's listened to this show for any length of time is, Scott and I have both been um, long, caring members of the Derek Carr fan club. Yes, and yeah.
0: uh, they—he is starting to make me regret my membership. Yeah, uh, exactly, <laughs> to say the least. This is not the same Derek Carr that we've seen over the course of the no, last several years. throwing the ball 55 times. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, that well, that's a death sentence in the NFL any anymore. You know, as we as we as we said it multiple times on the show, if you if you throw the ball more than 50 times. Chances are, you know, you're you're, going to end up losing the football game.
0: Well, here's my thing about this whole situation with Derek Carr throwing the ball 55 times. You have Chris Olave.
1: Right. You have
0: Alvin Kamara. And you have Michael Thomas at your disposal. And you're still not getting it done. And that's my big problem with Derek Carr at this point in time. When he was with the Raiders, it was one thing. You know, you had Devontae Adams. You had had, uh, so many, several, uh, you, you had, you didn't have as many weapons, I guess you could say right? You could argue he's got more now. Yeah, he's got more now, and, and we're not seeing as much out of Derek Carr, and that's my question of the day. What the fuck are we doing here? Derek Carr comes out, throws the ball 55 times, and you know, 12 of them go to Camara, but Olave only gets seven, Michael Thomas only gets three, so only 10 of those 33 completions went to those two elite Special receivers, and I have questions about whether or not. And, Derek it's, and it's not to field. say
3: that Kamara's bad, because Kamara did did everything you could ask him to do with the with the with the, with the thirty times he got the ball for sure. For but sure. at the same time, you shouldn't need to rely on Kamara touching the ball thirty times, where half of them were through the air.
0: Exactly. And and then on the other side, you got the Jags. Trevor Lawrence, twenty for 29, 204, one touchdown. It wasn't a world beating performance, well, but, especially,
2: especially since you know he was dealing with an injured ankle, yeah, taped up on taped up on the sideline.
0: Yeah, I mean, that whole leg, really. I mean, it was wild. He had a knee brace, an ankle brace. It was crazy. But then on the other end, let's talk about Travis Etienne. I mean, his his yardage totals are not incredible, which, I mean, for the last, I think it was four out of the last five games, he's had 55 yards or less, but he's hitting the end zone. And I guess that's the, the big question today. Is it worth it? He's hit the end zone twice in this game. Is Travis Etienne an elite rusher? I think he is. He only got the ball 14 times in this game. So I would like to see him, if he got the ball, say, 20 to 22, 25 times a game, would he be able to produce the same type of results? I think so. Tyler, what say you? I, I think so, too. I'm, I'm, I'm a little
3: annoyed he's not getting the ball more. I agree. Um, I mean, yeah, he's got the end zone a couple of times. That kind of fluffs up his numbers a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's capable of being much better of a running back. Like, I think we're definitely not talking about a... Uh, 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 steererling back Najee uh, Najee Harris level of regression right we're, we're not talking about that I just think we're looking at a level of of uh
0: not use uh, less usage yeah not used properly I think yes. is is where we're headed here and and, and obviously Christian Kirk coming alive right, right? gotta love that Christian Absolutely. Kirk finally showing his his muscle these last couple of weeks I mean he he was very quiet for the first four and now here we are Christian Kirk shows up he, he You know, Pops real big here. I mean, he gets his yardage. He gets a touchdown. Gotta love that. Jags go ahead and beat the Saints. I mean, on Thursday Night Football, I mean, what more can you expect? I mean, it's prime time, and the Jags flying back from London. I mean, hey, rock and roll. Jags get it done. Next up, let's talk about Falcons and the Bucks. A very close one. Desmond Ritter, 19 for 25, 250 yards in that game. Tyler Algier. Yeah, he's getting more carries than Bijan Robinson. What are what? we doing here? Yeah, this is a questionable game. The 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 Falcons get the W. Tyler Algier gets 21 for 59 yards. So Bijan comes out. They say he's he's uh, uh, not on the injury report, right? I mean, he's he's uh, nobody nobody knows what the hell's going on with Bijan. They don't put him on the injury report. He's not questionable. He's not doubtful. He's not anything like that. But then he only gets one carry in this game for three yards, and as Six it turns yeah, as, as it turns out, Bijan Robinson was dealing with an illness of some kind. So I, I guess the question is: Are the Falcons going through a situation where this is a you know, I, I guess a a tank job? I mean, like I I, I hate to throw that out there. Right. Because it is what it is, and I understand, you know, Bijan's going through an illness, but, you know, how do you not stick him on the injury report at that point? Am I missing something there? There's
3: definitely should have been a morning of injury report situation. I, I right. know the yep. league is kind of looking at it, but when I say kind of, I say very lightly. Yeah. I don't think they really care. But um, it, it was definitely odd. I don't, I don't think we're in a tank job situation. We're, we're in a situation where they're
0: leading the division.
2: And they still won. You know, they still yeah. won in this situation. To be fair, yeah, they still won. Yeah. You know, and we, we've always criticized Arthur Smith as being not able to, to utilize wide receivers well. Mm-hmm. You know, case in point, you know, um, Drake London. You know, but even so, I mean, you, you picked, you drafted B. John Robinson on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right, you were right in front of the Detroit Lions. You got B. John Robinson. Why aren't you guys using him? Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that makes no sense. To, to, to back off, I, 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 re- I mean, if you break it down,
3: I, I, I really, I do believe that B- B- John had some sort of illness this morning of. Look, I, I,
0: because they, they've been using him all season. I, get I, I think it's a matter of um, like, why are we not reporting this? I get that. Look. Not, not only are we not reporting this, but look, I, I am a firm believer in, you know, like Michael Jordan type things. Okay. Michael Jordan comes out of the court, the the, the food poisoning game, things of that nature. Bijan Robinson, he gets sick. Where is he? Right? Am I missing that? I mean, like, would the the man gets sick. Where is Bijan Robinson? He gets one carry for three yards.
2: This is this is a condemnation of Arthur Smith and the uh, Falcons mm-hmm. because their job is to let the NFL know, hey, listen, this guy's sick or this guy's having problems with that will not allow us to record the statistics we need. So, you know, shame on Arthur Smith, shame on the Atlanta Falcons for allowing this situation to get to the point where it's like, hey, listen, we have a problem. But this is during game time. Yeah. This is this is, this is during the regular season. You know, and especially, as we're, we're, we're in week eight at this point. You know, you're halfway through the season. Yeah, you know, this is like, you know, why not designate? Exactly. Why not designate? If you're gonna,
0: if he's sick, why not designate him out? Right. I mean, I don't understand the logic. There's here. been countless
3: times in the morning of, we're all doing our little like Christmas morning fantasy checks. Yeah, and somebody random who was like healthy all week gets deemed out. Yeah, and he wasn't even time.
0: deemed out. He was just there. Yeah. Nobody. He wasn't even deemed questionable. You know, these well, are just, I'm saying
3: deemed out prior to the game like
0: there there was no indication until well after the game that there's something going on right and and that's the problem I have I don't understand that the the logic of Arthur Smith in this situation and not designating him out this is a problem and and I I, I would be questioning the NFL and I'd be questioning the Atlanta Falcons about this this uh, whole situation really at this point why would you not designate the man out if he's not feeling well
2: right and the, you, you really think that speak you know, causes Arthur Smith's seat to get, start to get a
0: little I think Arthur Smith's seat has been hot for a minute now. Yeah, it has. You know, has. I mean, his his inability to use number one wide receivers has been oh, yeah. a problem from the rip. Absolutely. Uh, with Calvin Ridley and whatever the case. Now, Drake London. Yeah, Drake London has been sitting there. He wasn't used properly last year and now here we are. I, I just, I don't believe in Arthur Smith and, I you know, he gets the win here. Whoopity-doo. I just think that Arthur Smith has been the, the benefactor of, of just lucky-ass circumstance. Really, I mean, he has, and I don't think this was anything positive for him. I think he's a benefactor of the Bucks sucking because they have on offense. They have sucked, and, and Arthur Smith's going to get away with it for another year probably, and it's it's a mess. He should not get away with it the way he has been, right? No, you're you're
3: 100% right. He, the, the whole division's in a state of... Who's going to play well this week? Yeah. That he's kind of getting away with being mediocre. Exactly.
2: Exactly. You know, it's going to come back to bite him in the ass, uh, especially with with the division as being as tight as it is. You know, they could be the guys on the outside looking in.
0: Yeah, and that's that's kind of where we're headed here as far as that goes. Um, and next up, let's talk about Raiders and the Bears. The Bears go out and kick their shit out of the Raiders, 30-12. to 12. Huh? I, You know, Yeah, exactly. The what? Bears... Getting on a roll here with Tyson Bajan? What? what the hell are we Ooh. doing here? He goes 21 for 29, 162 and a touchdown. One thing that's been confidently said about Tyson Bajan is that he's very, very accurate. And 21 for 29, I think, shows that on an NFL level in spite of the fact that it's short yardage passes. But the guy that I really want to talk about in the story of this game comes to be Deontay Foreman. We've talked about him in the past. Deontay Foreman, 16 carries, 89 yards. He's pushing a 5.6 average, two touchdowns on the day. And then through the air, he gets three receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. He got three touchdowns on the day.
2: So he he was very proficient with Carolina. Mm -hmm. He's obviously very proficient proficient with the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. So what's... You know, why not just continue to use this talent the way that he's using? Uh, other than, you know, what, what, what could possibly be missing from this formula? It, given the fact that, you know, Dante Foreman is, is p- putting up the numbers that we're seeing. Here. Yeah,
0: and bingo. Tyler, you know, you're big on, on yards from scrimmage. You know, I know you're a big guy on yards from scrimmage. Foreman, painting on yards on the ground. Air, I'm sorry, 31 yards through the air. I mean, what's there not to like here? I don't understand. No, for sure. I, and and you, you like what Foreman's doing in
3: this game. And I, I'm gonna, I like, I'm gonna I like say what Foreman's been this doing. Game, but I'm going to back up to the point that, I mean, he's also not doing, I mean, outside, this game is a, is a monster game, obviously. But um, he's also not doing what Herbert wasn't. Herbert was also putting up decent numbers, getting his touchdowns, getting his yards. What I'm seeing is just a, you're in because Herbert's not situation. I'm seeing a guy like, I'm seeing a situation where a team a defense is so scared of fields running that the running back is to do whatever they want.
0: I think that Foreman is a top notch running back. And I feel like he, he looked really good in Carolina last year when, when uh you know they sent Christian McCaffrey out to San Francisco. He looked damn good. And and Dante Foreman, I mean, sixteen carries, eighty nine yards, five point six average, I think that really says a lot. Deontay Foreman is one of those guys that I'm surprised didn't become the immediate starter in Chicago when he got picked up. I, this is a guy that you could pick up on a discount. I had been talking to him about him on the offseason. Here we are. Deontay Foreman should have been a starter in this league, anywhere
2: he went. And apparently, you, know, you, you the numbers were there in Carolina mm-hmm. when, when, you know, you know, that situation happened. Yep. and then he goes to he goes to Chicago, and what happens? You he was know. he was a healthy scratch for a couple yeah. weeks. I don't
0: understand. Yeah, that, that makes no sense. No, this guy should have been a starter. Cleo Herbert is not the caliber starter the Deontay Foreman. I I think they're basically twins of each other. I, mean, I they're, disagree. They're they're both low end starters to oh, me. Oh God, I it's the that. it's the Raiders. I hate <laughs> that. You know, I understand it's the Raiders, but Foreman has proven time and time again, even as a backup, that he's going to wind up being a star. He proved it in Tennessee. Now he's with Chicago, a bad Chicago team, mind you, and he's right. proven it in Chicago. I mean, I, I just don't I don't get why people don't like that. And then, you know, you look across the field and you're looking at the Raiders with the guy who was the rushing leader last year, Josh Jacobs, and he winds up with 11 carries for 35 yards and 3-2 average. Right? This
3: yeah. is a problem that's similar to what we just talked about. Like, why are you feeding him the ball 11 times? Yeah.
2: Right. Especially if you're not going to get anything for him. I mean, we're already suspecting Josh Daniels Ridiculous offensive. Game. How about how about twenty five carries
3: a game? Yeah,
2: you know you know what I'm it saying. Should you be it. yeah, like yeah. minimum twenty. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, running backs in this league. If, plus, you have, have, have a happen. backup
3: quarterback, and why is your backup quarterback
0: throwing the ball thirty two times? Yeah, why is, yeah. why is Brian Hoyer? throwing the ball 32 times. I, I agree. Right. That
3: makes no and, 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 and Aiden O'Connell. And, and another 13 from Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. So basically your quarterbacks threw the ball almost 50 times. Yeah. Right.
0: Why, why is Aiden O'Connell, we're talking 45 times, 45 passes. Why, why is Ryan Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell throwing the ball 45 times a game?
2: I mean, I know Boots was really high on Aiden O'Connell, but at the same time, like you know, at some point you have to, you have to hand the ball off to your running back. Yeah. Josh Jacobs is a very capable running back.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and uh, Boots was really big on Aiden O'Connell, and he wanted to see what they had there. And to Aiden O'Connell's credit, ten for 13, 75 yards. He had a to touchdown. He also had a pick. I mean, I get that ten for thirteen is, let's be real, pretty fucking accurate. Right. Uh, I have questions about Aiden O'Connell and the things that he can do and the things he can pull off. I I don't know. I I just I see Brian Hoyer as more of a detriment than anything. I think it's silly to put you know Brian Hoyer in at this point. When you have Aiden O'Connell, who's yeah. been active. Accident- similar situation when you talk about Tennessee, too, but yeah. I digress. Yeah, we'll, we'll wind up talking about them shortly, but I don't know. The Raiders are a dumpster fire. I, I right. think that, that this team is is a complete mess. Devontae Adams doesn't want to be there. Seven receptions, 57 yards. They're trying to force the ball to him, and, you know, the kicker about that is that they're trying to force the ball, the ball to deep, to Devontae Adams, and they, they don't know how to. Right. Right. They don't know how to. That you have you have these quarterbacks that are just like uh, what, and and they they literally, legitimately, do not know how to get the ball to Devontae, right? I mean, I'm missing something there. No, you're not wrong. No, I I mean that's that's kind of what I'm seeing. So the Raiders go ahead and they they uh they drop one there to or I'm sorry, yeah they drop one there to the Bears and, in gruesome fashion. Right. Um. Next up. Cleveland and Indianapolis, this one was a one-point uh, crazy situation. A lot of people feeling like the the referees handed the Browns the game in this. There were three straight, and I, I'm sorry, you can say the referees handed them the game, but from what I saw, from my vantage point, I saw three really bad pass interference and defensive holding and, you know, all illegal uh, contact calls where, where I'm like, what are they doing I don't understand the Colts' logic, the Colts' fans' logic. I don't get that. Um, it was just silly. On the Colts' side of the ball, you get Gardner Minshew, 15 for 23, 305, two touchdowns, he gets a pick in the day. Jonathan Taylor, 18 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. I don't understand why you're running Zach Moss an additional 18 times in this game. Seems silly. He gets 57 yards, no touchdowns. Gardner Minshew runs in two touchdowns of his own. And Josh Downs, as opposed to Michael Pittman. Josh Touchdowns, Touchdowns. thank you. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. I know he would be very excited to say that. But Josh Touchdowns, he winds up with five receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Michael Pittman, two receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Now look, I like Josh Downs as much as the next guy.
1: Okay,
0: I do. But Michael Pittman is your number one receiver. He's the better receiver of the bunch. I don't understand why we're not forcing the ball more to him. Michael Pittman is a damn good receiver. He is. He showed it starting out the season. Damn good receiver. Um, I also don't understand why we're not giving Jonathan Taylor twenty plus twenty plus carries per game, right? Um, seems silly uh, that that he's splitting carries with Zach Moss in this situation. Down the middle too. Like, yeah, right down the middle. I I mean, you want you want to talk about hey let's uh, let's get these guys going? Okay, let's get Jonathan Taylor the ball. Uh, Zach Moss struggled in this game. 18 carries, 57 yards, 3.2 average. He didn't have a touchdown. Then you to look over at Jonathan Taylor. 18 carries, 75 yards, 4.2 average, and a touchdown. I'm not going to say Taylor's you know numbers were world-beating, but what I am going to say is Jonathan Taylor was significantly better than Zach Moss was in this game, right? Yeah, that's, that's an easy thing,
3: easy thing to say here. Yeah. I, I don't know why at this point Jonathan Taylor's what? Three weeks back now. Yep, right. that we're not just—he's not just getting the full workhorse at this point.
2: Right. You know, at this point, it's like, you know, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's back, but you know, he only has—he has to go through practice. He
1: has to go through all of his.
2: He doesn't guy go through shit? Just look at the
3: numbers here. He's, yeah, he's, he's Jonathan he's, Taylor. He's blown <laughs> Zach Moss out of out the water. Right. And yeah. you're right. Like, at the end of the day, he's Jonathan Taylor. Um, he he had his, his issues over the off season. Um, those
0: are gone, and you see the numbers. Four point two is not that bad. No, it's yeah. very good. It's very good, especially against a a Cleveland defense that has been just mopping up everybody, yep. right?
2: Hey, yeah, one of the better defenses, in, one of the better defenses in the league.
0: And then on the other side, you get Jerome Ford, who's doing what he does, and also, you know, they're they're claiming Kareem Hunt is the hero of this game, you know, with the two touchdowns. Let's be real: if Jerome Ford is running the football, do you think he gets the same touchdowns that that Kareem Hunt got? I mean, those additional ten times for thirty-one yards. I mean, Hunt's averages is just
3: not there. No, um, Hunt's better in the in, in the pass game than he's the run game. He's kind of yeah. always been that way. Yep. Um, so you put the ball in, in Ford's hands
0: there ten times. It's I think be a similar situation. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. I think Dr- Jerome Ford is the better of the two, but I digress. Uh, Ford winds up with 11 carries for 74 yards and a touchdown, he gets a 6.7 average and, and then you get Kareem Hunt, 10 carries, 31 yards, 3.1 average and he did get the two touchdowns in the situation but very short yardage situations. Um, I just don't think the Kareem Hunt hype is, is uh, I don't know, uh, I, I guess, you know, exciting, I guess. I, I, I don't think that it's warranted, to be honest with you. I want it to be there, but it's yeah. just not. I mean, everybody wants it to be there, but Jerome Ford's hype is should be much bigger than it is. I just think it's silly that it's not. Uh, the Browns beat the Colts 39-38, and they move forward. P.J. Walker winds up having himself a decent game. Deshaun Watson, we'll be talking about him shortly. Gardner Minshew has himself a decent game as well, but the Browns go out and beat the Colts 39-38 in a thriller, and that's what we'll call it, a thriller. Uh, next up, Sunday, uh, the Giants beat the Commanders 14 7 in a snoozer. Uh, Sam Howell, 22 42, 249, and a pick. He did not look good in this game against a very questionable Giants defense. And in the meantime, Tyrod Taylor, once again, looking better than Daniel Jones. Tyler, are you surprised? Yes and no. I mean,
3: <laughs> Taylor's always been like a decent journeyman backup quarterback, but, it, but we're in a situation where Daniel Jones had one good season at best, and outside of that, right. before, before that season, we're talking about when are they releasing him. Exactly. And he has one yeah. good season, and they give him 40-plus million a year. What? what, what I yeah.
0: don't understand the contract. I don't understand the contract, and I, I believe Tyrod Taylor is the better of the two. I, okay. I think it's, it's becoming pretty obvious at this stage. Yeah, and and everybody's been kind of looking over and being like, oh, Tyler, Tyrod Taylor's, you know, he, he's pretty incredible, and and Tyrod Taylor is proving everybody right. I think they wasted their money paying Daniel Jones, who is a bum, and he he needed extra time to learn all these these systems, whether it was Ben McAdoo or whoever else, he needed time to learn, and he still hasn't, and and here he is, and, and I mean, I. Part of me wants to save the same system, you know. Like, I, I mean, he's it's, he's two years in, I guess, two and a half year or one a year and a half in. I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Shouldn't understand. be
3: regressing to a state of playoff yeah. team. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, obscurity and, and, no, and no offense, playoff team who beats the, the um thirteen and three Vikings to can can't even win a football game.
0: Exactly. I, I think that the Giants are a disaster. They they do win this one against the Commanders. They they move on to two and five. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, you yeah. Additionally, uh, the commanders. I think Ron Rivera is on the hot seat, don't you? Uh,
2: sure. The Riverboat Ron has been a, a, has been a uh, contact uh, with us forever. You know, it, it, there's new owners, there's new, you know, processes going on. And so they're going, you know what, Riverboat Ron is probably not a part of our long-term solution. So it, it, it's easy to see, you know, Ron Rivera Having to seat as hot as it is, yeah. I mean, there's new owners and there's new expectations, and this guy is not fulfilling them. So yeah. at point, at some point, you know, you gotta look at him and go, okay, when are you booting my? Are you gonna wait till the end of the season, or are you booting mid-season? What do you do with this? Point?
0: Yeah, I think Ron Rivera is on his way out. I-, I really do think that that he's about done as far as I mean, his defensive. Uh, the- we we've seen Washington for years beat the defensive football team, right? We've, we've seen those excellent Washington defenses, and they've been bad. They've been terrible. Yeah. And then we we expected Sam Howell to be something special, and and, and myself included. I'm, I'm one of those. I'm part of that minority that said, you know, Sam Howell could be something special. He has <laughs> now turned into some, something special. Sam Howell has turned into a bum. Put him perhaps with a different team. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe if he's utilized correctly, but Sam Howell has turned into a I mean, he's not been good. Tyler, are you are you feeling Sam Howell at this point? I feel
3: like part of it's not his fault. I mean, right. I, I'm 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 on the train that he's not been what we thought he was going to be. But right. this the commander's offense has not been great right throughout anyway. Um, Terry McLaurin is definitely sort of fallen off mm. uh, to a yep. certain extent. Um, yep. They have no running game, right. um, so part of it's not
0: really on Howell. Yeah. I expected Brian Robinson to do more too. He has not. He has not stepped up in a big way as far as that running game goes. It's been a an absolute mess. But here we are, Washington, you know, dropping one of the Giants and, and uh you know ending up in the I guess toilet bowl conversation. I mean it's it's kinda where we're at here. Washington falls to, to three and four, Giants fall to two and five. What a disaster that turned out to be. I'm going to skip this next game because I know we're going to be talking at length about it. This Lions-Ravens game, but boy. Uh, Bills and Patriots. Uh, the Bills go out and drop a weird one to the
2: Patriots, 29-25. There There is absolutely no reason why, we, why the Buffalo Bills should drop that to the New England Patriots. It's almost as if they handed them the game and said, "Hey, you know, uh, take this extra, take these extra points and put them in the scoreboard and see if you can beat me." Come over us.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, I feel like Josh Allen, twenty-seven for forty-one, two sixty-five, two touchdowns and a pick. I, I, part of me does feel like the run game isn't being utilized properly. James Cook, thirteen right. carries, fifty-six yards. James Cook played well.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. average of four point three all year. He's played well. Um, yeah. and but here we are. Josh Allen's throwing the ball forty-one times. Yep. Yeah, um, and that's always a recipe for a loss. Yeah, As- especially since you
2: have uh, a decent running. game. why Why? it's not
3: even just james cook i mean i I know murray didn't play well this game murray has played well Uh between the two like what what are we doing here i mean josh allen um running around seven times for only 17 yards to try and do too much um i mean it's easy to chalk this up as a uh, division um loss
0: but it just seems like they're trying to do too much i agree i i think that that they are trying to do too much and one thing that's really bugging me is the lack of throws to Stefan Diggs? I mean, Diggs gets six receptions for 58 yards and a touchdown in this game. He had a 9.7 average. I don't understand why you're not feeding Diggs the ball more. This past week, they, they fed him the ball, but he still wasn't fed the ball as much as he should have been, especially in the red zone. Uh, Diggs, six, six receptions, 58 yards, and a TD. Dalton Kincaid goes off for eight receptions for 75 yards. Not a bad showing from him. Exactly. You know, and, but. Diggs should be your guy. Diggs should be your number one. He should be the guy that you go after. The, the guy that you chuck the ball through. I don't understand the logic. And on the other side, you know, Mac Jones, 25 for 30, 272, two touchdowns on the day. He had himself a hell of a day, you know, in spite of the fact that everybody knows and thinks he's a bum. You know, Mac Jones, 25 for 30. So I mean, I, I don't understand how or why. The Patriots wound up winning this game. I really don't.
2: I I, I guess you could possibly credit to Billy Belly. Mm -hmm. You know, finally pulling his head out of his ass. But at the same time... I mean, it
0: was firmly placed up there.
2: (laughs) Right. So, at this point, it's like, you know, okay, the Bills got unlucky and the Patriots got lucky. But what happens when the Patriots decide to, you know, pull it up inside the, you know, the Helms Happens card and then all of a sudden, oh, um... Bills are all on, on top of all of us. What are we supposed to do? Well, you know, if you just follow the, the process where you know, everybody was, um, you know, everybody was available at the first point, you know, this wouldn't be a problem. You know,
0: for one. And it's worth mentioning. You know, uh, Tyler just you know kind of pulled up the number here. You know, Diggs had 12, 12 targets on him.
3: Yeah, team. leads a team in targets. It, it, so it almost looks like teams are going the route of. We're gonna take digs out of the game. We're gonna yep. dare you to try anything else.
0: Yeah, go which ahead. Which
3: and... is the method to go when uh, you yeah. have a stud like like Stefan Diggs. Um, but on the Patriots side, it almost just looks like they just played just enough mistake-free football to escape. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they, they, I mean, I mean was twenty-five or thirty out. is great. I mean, yeah. From, from an accuracy standpoint, that's great. Yeah.
0: But it's they, just good enough. I yeah. Because he only had two seventy-two and two touchdowns. It wasn't like it was a world-beating number. Now you, you complete
3: twenty-five carry, uh, uh, twenty-five passes. And I'm expecting like a three hundred plus per day here. Mm-hmm. But but just I mean that's kind of how division games go sometimes. Yep. But I mean, Bills are hand, getting the ball to to to, to digs, but it's, it seems like they're they're making sure that if Diggs gets the ball,
0: he's not getting anywhere with it. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Twelve, uh, 12 targets, and he only winds up with six receptions on him. Yeah, they're they're letting Kincaid do whatever hell you want. So eight targets, eight eight catches. Yep. So it makes you it makes you wonder how how they're allowing the Bills to run run games. But the Bills they do drop this one 25-29 to the Patriots. Interesting thing, but hey, that's football. Uh, next up, the Seattle Seahawks go out and beat the Cardinals twenty to ten. Geno Smith, meh, meh. Yeah. I, I look at the numbers here for both these quarterbacks. Josh Dobbs, 19 for 33, 146 yards. Geno Smith, 19 for, or 18 for 24, 219 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Very pedestrian game. The only one that really showed up and played great ball was Kenny Walker. And Kenny Walker, 26 carries, 105 yards, had himself a great game. Don't understand what the hell is going on here.
3: Well, I mean, I'm going to give some some credit to uh, to the running back on the Cardinal side too, though. Um, he had half as many carries and had half as many yards. So, from mm-hmm. an average standpoint, he's doing his job. But this is what you do when you have a running back who's hot—you give him the ball, yeah, right? Um, because you, you you give you give uh, Amari on those same carries, and he's also he's he actually out out average Walker. So, you give the ball to the hot hand. We talk about this a lot, a lot of the time. Where like, like why are, you got a guy who's who got the ball twelve times and, and averaged average ball average four four to five yards of carry? Why are you not just giving him the ball because he can't be stopped?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. I, I it look sounds it,
3: silly, but but it, like, you think about it, like, if you give the if the guy's averaging four yards a carry and you, and you give him the ball every every play every drive, that's a first down, every set
0: of set of downs. Yeah. So if you can't if you can't stop them, you keep running the damn ball. Run run it up their throats. And and the other thing I want to point out is receiving wise, jackson's put in Jigba, four reception, sixty three yards in a touchdown. Jake Bobo, four reception, sixty one in a touchdown. Both are rookies. Uh, you know what's interesting about, uh, you know, Jake Bobo winds up basically with almost the same stat line as Jackson Smith and Jigba in this situation. Uh, is Jackson Smith and Jigba fool's gold, or is he just like, you know, we're, we're just like hoping for the best? Um, or, I mean, I, what, what are we doing here? Or is this I, like, oh, it's just a
3: rookie? Or? I'm going to defend him a bit here in the sense that um all week this uh, this Cardinals team was prepping for the Lockett sure. Metcalf combo. All week, Metcalf is on 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 par to play. Mm-hmm. So, last minute when he gets deemed out, you're prepped for a superstar, and then uh, so you, it, it sets up um, Jackson Smith to be kind of shut down. Sure. So, in one sense, um, he kind of exceeds expectations because he's, he's expecting to play like Metcalf and turns in 63 yards of touchdown. Mm-hmm. So that opens up like Jake Jake Bobo, who's kind of the um, the wow. guy who gets to run free. Mm-hmm. No one's looking at him. They're expecting Jackson Smith to be the guy to, um, to take over. Um, Lockett's also there, obviously, because he, he, he's the Tyler Lockett. So, Jake Bobo gets to come out and just kind of just
0: squeak through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know. I Maybe I just expected Jackson Smith and Jigba to wind up being a bigger star in this offense with Metcalf and lock it down. Like, maybe I just expected Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba to be more of a big name in this situation. He winds up with four receptions, 63 yards. He still does get in the end zone. And I also, I questioned this Jake Bobo character because he's right behind. Two yards, two yards, and we're talking about same stat line, right? So I'm like, uh, I have questions. I have questions about Jake Bobo. I have questions about Jackson Smith and Jigba. I want to see whether or not they're legitimately number ones, who's going to wind up as the number one, I have questions there. So uh, with that, Seattle, they do wind up getting the victory. As for the Cardinals, uh, Josh Dobbs, 19-33, for 146. I mean, nothing special going on with the Cardinals. We, we know that. Cardinals are kind of a dumpster fire. Uh, we, we know how that's going. Cardinals right now, 1-6. Seattle advances to 4-2, and two, and they get the job done. Uh, next up, Steelers and the Rams. The Steelers wind up beating the Rams. Surprise, surprise. 24-17. Steelers advance 4-2. Rams go to 3-4. The Rams are sort of a middle of their own team at this point. I, I Really, both these guys are. Yeah, yeah. I just... It's weird. They, they show up certain weeks and they don't show up other weeks and you know, Puka Nakua go went for eight receptions for 154 yards. I and don't. All understand. of a sudden, Najee Harris starts playing like he's like he, he's a running back again. Yeah, like he's got his just life in order. Apparently, 14 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. This it's
3: is a- one of those games that um, had a weird referee. Um, not even really a refereed debacle. More just a um, weird breakdown of the rules. Sure. Because what happened here, if you guys don't recall, here is um. Um there was a play where Stafford ran the ball or maybe it was a running back, I can't remember. Um and uh he ran and he came down, he was just short. Yep. Like he's up uh, playing his day short. Yep. Can't argue it. Um but the referees um spotted the ball at the first down. Yep. And it was two minutes, twelve seconds left the game. The uh, Steelers Um no I'm sorry, I'm, I'm thinking of the other way around. It was Ste- Pickett um ran the ball and was and was just shy of the first down. They gave him the first down. Um but the problem was, is the Rams didn't have any timeouts left. Mm-hmm. But they did have challenges left. So, but the referees couldn't do anything about it because they couldn't challenge the ball because they had no timeouts. But yep. it was north of the two-minute warning. So it was basically, well, sucks. But we have to. But then they moved on. Oh, they just move on? Nope, because because it, not a chance we'll play by the referees because it's not under two minutes. Oh.
1: So if it,
3: you look at the replay, it's plain as day they spotted the ball wrong. Right. But um, no timeouts, even though you have two challenges, it's like, well, sucks suck, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one of those things, like, should we expand where referees are like, If it's that plain and obvious, should we be doing something about it? I
0: kind of agree with that. I feel like a challenge should be a challenge. Yeah. It shouldn't just cost you against your timeouts. Now, I understand why the NFL is doing it against timeouts, but a challenge should just be a challenge. I, I just don't understand. You'll get the
3: a thing. The referee, um, coach should be able to say, look, man. And the referee goes, yeah, let's look at that. Yeah.
0: I, I don't understand what, the logic of it, costing timeouts and whatever. Because, I mean,
3: uh, if that if that would have gotten challenged, the Rams would win this game.
0: Yeah, it's, I agree. It's plain as day. Yeah. So, the Rams go out and, and they drop onto the Steelers. In the meantime, Kenny Pickett, 17 for 25, 230 yards.
2: This is more This was one of the more impressive performances by Kenny Pickett. Not to say that he's like become a world beater, but at the same time, I mean, dropping twenty-four points on the LA Rams defense—that's I mean, not easy to do.
0: No, it's not. And and really, Kenny Pickett—I mean, two hundred thirty yards. It wasn't a world-beating performance, right? But no, because he, he himself
3: didn't have a touchdown. Right, but he, he still did. goes out and puts up seven. Well, he ran. He ran one. Yeah, I but, mean, but I mean, his carries were eight carries for zero yards. It's it's it was the running back game,
0: right? It's um, a tush push.
2: Yeah, that's what that had to be a tush push. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Am I missing something? We're, we're start we're starting to get accustomed to that whole you know oh uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do that tush push with the front line mm-hmm. Jalen Here's the problem: Kenny Pickett is no uh, Jalen Ramsey. Not at all. You know, not Jalen
1: Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Either. Yeah.
2: Not n- neither one of them. So, you know, Kenny Pickett is neither one of those, so you, you can't say that Kenny Pickett has the, the type of physicality that's required of that, of that process to go through.
0: He's not big enough. He's no, not he, big enough. He's not. I mean, he, he really isn't. I don't think Kenny Pickett can handle that situation, uh, but at the end of the day, the Steelers go out and beat the Rams 24-17. Uh, I'm surprised by this. I expect the Rams to win this game, but the Steelers go out and get it done. Next up, Chiefs and Chargers. Chiefs beat the Chargers 31-17. It's, this was, this, this was, was expected. Expected,
1: absolutely. This was
0: expected. The Chargers defense is miserable over there. I mean, I, I don't think the Chargers defense can handle anything that's going on. Well, I mean, uh,
2: even, even the fact that you know you're going up against one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's probably it's practically not fair. Right. I just I look at the situation like
0: Justin Herbert. There, we've had so many occasions where the Chargers have randomly beat the Chiefs. Some of us expected this to be more of a game than it was, right? Right.
3: Well, I mean, for sure, and for as good as Chargers have been over the years, and 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 the way the Chiefs have been dominating, and, and there are, there are years where no one's talking about the Chargers, but they're like twelve and four. Yeah. And right. so, I think the Chargers is getting kind of frustrated at this point, where they're like, "What the what the hell are we dealing with? Well, like? right now they're two and four. We can only do so much. <laughs> I, yeah. At certain point, you
2: know. That makes Brendan. Brendan Stanley. Brian Staley's seat seems to be hotter than ever. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. amazed that he still has a job.
3: I know at this point, I think you're talking about a coaching issue. I, I, I think mm-hmm. we need to get new coaching in there. because I mean, there's and you can kind of see it. There's 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 beginning to be, to be some sort of bad blood there in the coaching staff here. It's starting <laughs> to look like Kellen Moore is going to wind up a, taking the, the spot. The
0: reference there, but yeah. I yeah, two one Yeah, but it's starting to look like. like this is Kellen Moore's job, right? I mean, uh,
2: yeah, as offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: it's just we, a job. I we think we have
3: um, been fans of Kellen Moore as a coach since yep. he started. It's starting to look like, like like the time to give him the shot to, to run it. If mm-hmm. he fails, give him give him give him a
0: one year tether and, and and try it. The thing about Kellen Moore is, I want to see what who he brings in as as, de- as defensive coordinator because I don't think he's capable as a defensive coordinator at this point. No, he,
3: he's he's an offensive guy. He, mm. he he needs to bring in a defensive coordinator that that that, that can really truly handle
0: the whole thing without without any support. Right, and that's that that's going to continue to be the question about Kellamore. I think he's completely capable of being the head Jim coach. Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Pay him what he needs to the league mm-hmm. and right. bring him in to cover yeah, your yeah. defense. Leave. Yeah. Go ahead and
3: leave the Browns. I think he's with the Browns right now.
0: Yeah, go ahead and leave the Browns. Come over here. But I have a feeling Jim's looking for more of a head coaching job at mm-hmm. this point. I think Jim's capable. I, I just think he's a better coordinator than he is coach. Oh, again, you
3: know, he's, he's one of those, lo- those long reign of people who should never went to the coaching side.
0: No, never. Or
3: the, the head coaching
0: side, I should say. Exactly. And that's, that's a problem I'm always going to have with, with Jim Schwartz. Is Jim, Jim Schwartz, never... Rex Ryan, the, the whole mold of people. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. There are so many coaches that should, even then, that should have been not just head coaches. Secretary. But that, well, coaches in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is a disaster. Why are you laughing? At? No, just, I mean,
3: we we had this conversation on, on many of coaches yeah. over 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 beers. It's like, uh, what are we doing here? Like th- this guy is an, a
0: phenomenal D coordinator. Right. It, it's always the D coordinators. It's always it's always a D coordinator. Yes, yeah. Brandon Staley is the the most notable person. But the uh, the Chiefs go out and dominate the Chargers, thirty one seventeen. Uh, next up, Sunday night football, or I'm sorry, Sunday afternoon football. It's the Broncos beat the Packers, nineteen what? to seventeen. Yeah, I know we gotta yeah. go sprinkle rock salt on all the places hell just froze over. But the uh, the Packers get it done. Uh, Jordan Love, twenty-one for thirty-one, one hundred eighty yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Russ Wilson, twenty-one or twenty for twenty-nine, one hundred ninety-four yards, one touchdown. Look, the Packers are not good. The Broncos are not good. And, and really, I believe that Jordan Love at this juncture in time is like the luckiest son of a bitch alive. He gets into the red zone, he scores in the red zone, right? And and But any other time, Jordan Love is a fucking bomb. I mean, like every time I see him, he's driving on the field, he's trying to lead a drive, garbage. Uh, same with Russ Wilson, Each time he's trying to lead a, lead a drive, garbage. I have yet to see either one of these quarterbacks play lights out football. I am not thrilled with either of them if I'm either of their head coaches I feel if I'm Sean Payton I feel like I'm stuck with Russ Wilson Javante Williams 15 carries 82 yards AJ Dillons 15 carries 61 yards these guys are both basically in the same boat both these teams suck and uh, I'm convinced that that you know the Packers should be moving on from Jordan Love and the Broncos should be dumping Russ Wilson additionally the the luck thing is always there too just in the
3: sense of like mm -hmm. it's you can kind of say, like Jordan Love also gets the lucky, lucky state of not being called the worst quarterback in that division right. either, because he's kind of better than Justin Fields. He
1: is right,
2: but he's also yeah. there's That's also not an incredible uh, thing to fall on either. Right, it's like saying a stab wound better than getting a gunshot. And right, your gunshot, your gunshot, ad, gunshot uh, injury is common sentiment for everyone to see. Yep. Yeah, especially since you give negative the fact that you know loves getting by is what he's doing that's yeah. what he's doing and, and, and barely
3: even that because they're 2-4 and four and they we're, lost the, the, right. the Broncos we're, we're yeah.
0: getting to the red zone he gets it done he hides behind A.G. Dillon he hides behind you know Aaron Jones they get into the end zone Jordan Love throws a quick touchdown pass and everybody goes
1: ooh
0: right. Jordan Love threw a touchdown pass and it's like wait a minute <laughs> hey their leading no. receiver was A.J.
3: Dillon with two receptions of 34 yards.
0: And that should be the, the, the uh, quintessential look there. A win is a win. Yeah. A win is a win. You know, but the Packers still lost. 1917. Exactly. Yeah. What was, was the one well, that time? L.S.N.L. But uh, the, the Packers, they, they're just, they're 2 and 4. The Broncos are 2 and 5. These are two horrible ass teams. I don't see either of them making the playoffs. Yeah. And in the meantime, you got Courtney Sutton, who's. You know, quietly doing good things. Six receptions, right. 78 yards in the touchdown. But, but, he's what, doing his job. But what does it mean? Exactly.
2: What does for it him, mean?
0: It, it, it's, it's a resume for his next team.
3: It right. should exactly. be. Because Jerry he Judy. is showcasing that he's a better receiver, and he's the number one receiver there, not Jerry Judy. Yeah. Absolutely. As it should be. <laughs> he is making Jerry Judy look like the bitch he is, honestly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. he is. He is. I
0: agree. And Jerry Judy's the one bitching about it. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm exactly. not getting enough touches.
2: Well, there you then go. Then get
0: open. Look at Sutton's doing. Yeah, figure it out. Uh, Next up, Eagles and the Dolphins. The Eagles beat the Dolphins 31-17. I don't know that anybody saw this coming. I had the Dolphins taking this game. You know, the Eagles, I had questions about the defense. Let's let's be real. I had questions about the Eagles' defense, and uh, I I expressed them in the offseason. I expressed them at the beginning of the season. I expressed them, you know, uh, uh, moving forward. Eagles' defense, taking on the Dolphins. Very high-powered offense. Absolutely. And they shut them down. Yeah. I mean, should I be surprised, Tyler? I
3: mean, if I picked the Eagles to win this game. Right. I did not pick them to win by two possessions. No. Right. Exactly. Um, I had more of a 31-28 game. And that's fair. Um, but Eagles defense showed up.
0: Yeah. Um, right.
3: Because, like, whether anyone's going to admit it or not, Tua and in this, in this Dolphins offense, while they've had times of doing this before, the one game with the Bills, mm-hmm. they have still been the hottest offense in football.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, And... That for them to put up 17 points is like what That's the an hell issue. just happened? Yeah.
2: That's an issue. Yeah, you're not supposed to put. You're not supposed to be able to put up 20 points against any team in the NFL, let alone the Miami Dolphins. Bingo. There you go. So, so, so what? So what does that mean when your when your wanted defense gets 31 points dropped on you over the course of the
1: afternoon?
0: Yeah, I mean in this whole this whole game, I mean it was it was Eagles all day. AJ Brown looking damn good in this game, ten receptions, one thirty-seven and a touchdown. He looked awesome. Tyree Kill responded with eleven receptions, eighty eight yards, and a touchdown, but Tyreek Hill did suffer a hip injury in this game. You know, I, I don't know. I, I look at the the Dolphins, I don't think they're I think offensively, they're better than the Eagles. I think defensively the Eagles are, just dominate in that fashion, and I don't think the Dolphins can handle it. The, the Eagles' defense was better than the Miami Dolphins' offense, and the Miami Dolphins' defense was not as good as the Philadelphia Eagles' defense, right? Uh, I mean, that's yeah. kind of where we're at.
3: And I think part of it, too, is um, the Mostert's trying, but I still just don't feel like... I mean, the stats are going to tell me I'm wrong, but I really just don't think um, the Dolphins have the running back they need.
0: I don't I buy think, him.
3: I think they have... Between the offense, the quarterback, the line, anybody coming here is, is, is looking like a stud, which yeah. is which is fine.
0: I don't buy but Raheem he as a starting running back in this which, situation. I don't buy the um, rookie either, David A. Shane. Yeah, he hasn't. Well, I mean, granted, he hasn't been on the field for a couple of weeks, but I, I, if you get a guy
3: like you, you give them like a the other um, Swift, right? I think I think the Swift just goes nuts on this team. He could. I, I, I just I just don't I don't I don't buy the running backs. I don't... I think Jeff Wilson's the best of the bunch, and he hasn't been on the field.
0: Oh, well, well no, it, it changed better than Wilson. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I, H-Chain, I, I think if they keep him on the field, the Dolphins are feeling really good. But since then, the Dolphins have gone back to that one-dimensional pass-first shit, and Which it hasn't worked out.
3: might be a, a point in my favor saying that it changed the guy, because
0: since he went down, the Dolphins have sort of slowed down. It could be the case. Uh, but the Dolphins, they do drop one seventeen or thirty-one seventeen. The Eagles, Dolphins go ahead and uh, drop down to uh, old uh, five and two. Eagles jump down to six and one. Uh, now I want to talk about these next two games at length. I'm going to talk about first and foremost, Alex. I know you got a lot to say about this one.
2: Oh boy! Well, you know, I know. Bro, well,
0: really, I, I I think both you and I have a lot to say about this one. Let's talk about this Lions versus Ravens game. And okay. I'm sure Tyler
2: has a lot to say on that yep, yep. as
0: well. Yep. Ravens beat the Lions, thirty-eight to six. Uh, look, the Ravens dominated. The Detroit Lions. They absolutely did. Absolutely dominated. It's not a question. No. Um, Alex, I'm gonna. Well, let me let me feed it to Tyler first because yeah, he's sure. the the winning squad. <laughs> let let me let me go ahead and feed it over to Tyler. Tyler, what do you make of the hell? What the hell do you make of this game? Just an absolute uh. beating by the Ravens, beating up this Detroit Lions team. Uh, you know what I think. And and I I'll I'll just I'll let you guys both go off before I go off, but I'm gonna let Tyler go off because you know you are the returning uh, uh, founding member here. Tyler, welcome back to the show. You go ahead. Let me know what you think of this game.
3: You know, I I talked. I had a lot of conversations going into this game um, with many people, and my initial thought was like, hey, if, if both teams play at their average Lions win this football game, average of the season, right? Mm-hmm. But. I feel like if both teams were to, were to play at their absolute peak, Ravens in this football game. I am very adamant in the fact that I feel that um on Lions have a have a higher average of what their
0: game was going to be. So you feel like Should the have, Ravens play the, the Lions played low average. Well, and that the Ravens played way above average.
3: Yes, I my I guess my point here is I feel like Ravens have a much lower um floor. Ravens playing at their worst is, is not great football. Right, no, exactly. We've seen it too. Yes. Um we saw it in Col- the playoffs. Colts game, Steelers game. Um look at this year alone. Um but I but I I, I also adamantly feel that if Ravens play at their best, which is what I feel like we saw in this game. Sure. Um Ravens at their best is a Super Bowl caliber team. Could be, yeah. Um, and especially this year, we're talking. We're talking like we're at a point with the Niners losing twice. With, with and a lot of that relies on Lamar, sure, and, and keeping up with I'm that pass game. Uh, and I look now like you're, you're talking about like um Niners losing twice, sure. Eagles losing, yeah. Dolphins mm-hmm. being in a weird state, Bills losing, Chiefs being pretty good but not Super Bowl winning Chiefs.
0: Not not the Chiefs we've seen of
3: um, yesteryear. Right. That we're, we're at a state where um it, where I feel like the first time in a long time. There's not a clear cut best team in the league right now. No. It's wide the hell open. Right now it's it's like the epitome of make the playoffs, you can win the Super Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm. But
3: but back mm-hmm. to this game, like um this is not the Lions team that we saw for the first um six weeks. Um yeah, there was there was a Seattle game. But um yeah. the Lions, e- even playing against um mediocre teams, was still p- playing um on, on, on full
0: effort on both offense and defense. Is that what we're calling the <laughs> is that what we're calling them? Oh, they're still tough. Top five. Mediocre teams. Is that what we're calling oh, them? Oh boy. Yeah. I I'm not even gonna call them mediocre. I am going to call flat out and I've said it for weeks. I've yeah. said it for weeks. This Detroit Lions team has taken on bums. Yep. Bums. Week over week over week they've taken on bums. And and Tyler, god damn it, I've sat on this podcast, I've, I hell I before we even started this podcast, years ago, when the Lions went out and they, they beat a bunch of bum-ass teams. And what did I say, Tyler? You remember? They're going to tell me. They beat a bunch of bum-ass teams and everybody called me crazy. Yep. I, I have come on this podcast every single week for the last several weeks. And everybody called me crazy. Yep. Oh. You know, Scott, they're 12-4. and four. Right. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, this Lion team, they, they're beating everybody. Right. No, no, no. And, and Tyler, what did I ask?
2: Alex, what did I ask? What, what? Who did you beat? Who did you beat? And you beat a what, bunch of teams. What, what, how many? How many teams did you beat? I know it pains me to ask this question. How many teams did you beat over eight and eight?
0: Yeah, that finished over eight and eight. And I'll tell you, I know the exact answers. Oh, when they when the Lions went eleven and five all those years ago, and oh, they're going to the playoffs, they're going to the Super Bowl. What what happened? You, you how many teams you beat over eight and eight, Tyler? How many teams did they beat over eight and eight? Was it one? None. Zero. They beat no teams over eight and eight in that eleven to five season. And then they go out and they go to the playoffs years ago. Oh, we're going to twelve and four. Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. And they went. And what happened in the eleven to five season? Right. What happened? First round of the playoffs. I'll they tell got, you what happened.
2: They got dropped on their head.
0: Yep. Saints. Thirty-five. Fourteen. Done. Gone. It was bad. It, it was, was a terrible. Beating. Then they go at twelve and four. They go out. And how many teams they beat over eight and eight that year? Anybody want to get wager a guess?
3: Less than
1: five one one but my only
3: thing is keep that same energy when talking about the next game because if, if, that same, if, if you can't if you don't count the chiefs win you can't count the niners win for the vikings but and,
0: and i'm going to be talking about that but and, and i'll talk about that and i i have kept that energy by the way i have very much i'm just of remind and you of that and i've posted i have dude i posted that on facebook i made it very clear now when you're talking about okay, well we we went we went 12 and four, we beat a bunch of nobodies, but oh we're going to the Super Bowl, and they beat one Green Bay Packers team that was void of all of their good players because the Packers had benched their players because the Packers had already made the fucking playoffs. So here we are. The Lions go on 12-4. They go to the first round of the playoffs. What happens? They get beat out by Dallas, and everybody goes, oh, well. What happened? What happened? Well, we, we, we got screwed by the referees. You know what? It's real hard to play the ball as a corner when you're getting face-masked all the way down the field, and I stand by that because the video shows it, the pictures show it. That corner was getting face-masked all the way down the field. It should have been a call for face mask against the Lions regardless. So, I mean, to me, I think it's bullshit. And here we are. Yep. Here we are in 2023. The Detroit Lions have beaten the Kansas City teams, the Chiefs, who have had no yep. Chris Jones, no, no Travis Chris Kelsey
2: Jones, on the no, no Travis Kelsey. Yep. And they beat them by one point. One. One point. One point. Patrick Mahomes basically tried to keep that team together as much as possible.
0: And I stand by this. Tyler, how many runs when the Lions ran the ball were they running directly at the spot where Chris Jones would have been staying? Oh, I'm not I'm not I'm not every goddamn play. And every time that Kadarius Toney dropped a pass, yep. whose routes was Kadarius Toney running? Whose routes was he running? They were running Travis Kelsey routes. He was lined up in the slot, running a Travis Kelsey route. That deep ball down the field, guess who would have normally, under any other circumstance, been standing there catching that ball that would have given them the field goal range to win that football game? It was Kadarius Toney running Travis Kelsey routes. Now, Tyler, let me ask you, does Kadarius Toney equal Travis Kelsey? Well, no. Oh, no. I rest my case. <laughs> but, <laughs>
3: Kad- Kadarius
1: but no, I, is-
3: I am in agreement with you,
0: but, but even
3: with all that, the lo- Mostly because of the state of the NFC, the Lions are still the third best team in the NFC,
0: well, right now. Right, right now, they're, and, and they're, they're not Niners, they're not Eagles, they're better than Cowboys. I think that the Lions. Mm. I don't know that the Lions are better than Cowboys. I don't. I don't. Cowboys know that, lost the Cardinals. Right now, I don't know that the Lions are are better than the Vikings at this point. And and even the Vikings are sitting well, at three and four. But hold on, hold on. My, the the only thing we have left
3: to way on here is the fact that um, they're 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 being the team they should be. They're not losing the team they shouldn't. Their wow. Vikings and Cowboys and Eagles, but I'm, I'm putting, above, putting Eagles above them, have
0: lost to bad teams. For all of the the offseason illusions of grandeur, <laughs> right. and that's what I'm going to call it, illusions of grandeur that have come with the Detroit Lions, yep. These all of the off-season spending, and we talked about it in oh, free yeah. agency, all of the offseason we've seen... Emmanuel Mosley, C.J. Gardner Johnson, Johnson, Cam Sutton. We, I mean, it's, it's like well, a who's well, well, who. But well,
2: by the way, C, Cam Sutton has been getting torched.
0: Yep. out there
2: every game. I, I have seen, I have seen more than one, multiple games where Cam Sutton's been getting torched by these higher end receivers. First and second round draft
0: picks. We're talking uh, Sam Laporta, who I, I personally, I think he's a a beneficiary of great scheme. Hundred percent. Yep. And and I think that that uh, uh, you know you're over here talking about you know uh,
2: uh, they they had Michael Mayer on the board and, and you let, he, and they, it, and let him go and they just oh we're gonna go pick the guy from Iowa because Iowa produces ten tight ends okay fine but Michael Mayer is clearly the well, well at the time Michael Mayer was clearly the better tight end and who did the bike who did the Raiders pick right after the right right at the Lions oh we're gonna go get Michael Mayer. Yeah, because
0: he's on the board. Because he's on the board, he was the better of the two. I mean, I just don't buy what the Lions are doing in this situation. I, I, I still stand firm that Jameer Gibbs is not nearly as good as Bijan Robinson at, at this point. I, I'd like
2: to wait to the end of the season, but I, we, we all know this. We all know this. On, you know, no he, Gibbs, Gibbs is not going to be Bijan Robinson, but Laporta's is going to end up being the best player in football.
0: But, but when it comes to to, he already personal, is. I disagree with that, but. Look, let me just make something clear. And I've made it, I've said it numerous times on this podcast. The Lions traded down because they didn't realize that Bijan Robinson was going to go and sure. went to Atlanta. Oh, sure, I agree. Yeah, They traded down, they didn't realize, and the one person that they didn't bank on when they moved around in the draft was Arthur Smith being yep. in Atlanta. Yep. And when Arthur Smith realized, oh, hey, Bijan's available, he went after him because Arthur Smith loves power run just like yep. he loved Derrick Henry over huh. in Tennessee when he was right. the offensive coordinator over there.
2: We've talked about this several times on yep. this podcast.
0: Bijan Robinson is better than Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs had 11 carries for 68 yards. Yes, the average was there. Yes, he had a touchdown. But let's also point out that that touchdown and those yards came when the Ravens were playing soft deep yeah. Zone, yeah, it, it, was,
3: it was already th- it time. was
2: already 35 nothing that yeah It was I mean, garbage time it was it was the ice I sat at the Applebee's in Ludington watching this game and going what is going on with this lions team mm. even we we know we've seen I have seen my fair share of bad lions teams over yep. the past over the course of my fandom over the past 20 years I've never seen a game where they didn't get anything going until the fourth quarter and yeah, the, even then the, the first
3: was, first down came just before halftime
2: exactly yeah. what what team in the NFL is going to have success if you don't have a first down until the Thanks, last Laker. part of, exactly you know how how what I saw this team I was like this is bad yeah. like I don't understand what's happening the Lions,
0: the Lions are a team right now, as far as I'm concerned, that that are has been overhyped, right, over, uh, uh, I, I, I guess, Dan, overvalued. Dan I,
2: Campbell himself sat there on the podium and said, "Well, we really needed this loss to eat our hum, a slice of humble pie." Well, hey, hey, Danny, did it ever occur to you that perhaps you guys were basically like, you know, you know soaking in the juices of your own victories for for the fast for the past you know four or five weeks
0: and look every time that that a, a person tells me that the Detroit Lions is is a, a great fucking team that they're a great team oh this is the real deal no. this is the year and I every time that I tell somebody look they can't beat anybody good right. everybody tells me I'm nuts and and I look over and I say okay you know, and, and we'll break it down again, Alex. Just because I like breaking it down, I'll, I, And I'll break it down for Tyler here, and I'll ask Tyler the same question. Tyler, are you concerned about a, a Kansas City Chiefs team without Chris Jones or Travis Kelsey on the field? Not as much. Nope. Not not nearly as much, right? Really? I mean, no, you, not as
3: much. I still like that team better than the whole NFC.
0: I know. I don't even like him as much as the, the the Detroit Lions. Are you nervous about the Desmond Ritter led? Atlanta Falcons when you're running a one-dimensional team like you are the Atlanta Falcons where it's run heavy and that's that are you concerned about Dev- Desmond Ritter in that receiving court well no no are you concerned about Jordan Love the Jordan Love led Green Bay Packers especially with the Green Bay Packers team that is missing but three of their heavy starters it's on the same thing can be said
3: about court. about many teams though so
0: are you are you nervous about them are you nervous about Jordan love
3: no Are you nervous about? But I'm I'm not nervous about this Lions team continuing to, to win and get to the playoffs. Then they're going. I'm not saying. I'm not not saying they're not going to make. I'm not going to think they're going to go in the Super
0: Bowl. I'm not saying the Lions are going to are going to. But I don't think they lose a game.
1: I I don't think they lose.
0: I don't think they lose. That's the thing. I think the Lions are beating bum ass teams, and when they walk into the playoffs in the NFC and they run into a real team. When they run into the real deal and they get, they're gonna get oh, they're, punched well, in the face. No, and they and they will. And we're gonna get well. to the playoffs, and we're gonna get to the first round, and everybody's. And when they get eliminated, when they get yeah. run into that real team, when they run into the Eagles, when they run into the Niners, when they run in, and heaven forbid, if the Vikings get hot, they run into the Vikings. It- or they run in even even Dallas. We don't know what Dallas team but we're going to be looking at. In week the Vikings six, aren't going to get hot. Vikings aren't even in a state of getting hot yet. I mean, they 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 beat they beat the equivalent of Lions beating the Chiefs, which has right, happened. Right, and and I agree with that. But the Vikings, they're going to go through. You got Kirk Cousins playing well on Monday Night Football. Sure, March. but Never with, the, with f- the way the
3: Vikings play, they're
0: going to lose half those games. And I don't know that you can you can say that Kirk Cousins. Sucks. Because, I didn't. Say, uh, I said, or, or said that the that, team as a whole. Or that Kirk, Kirk Cousins is the only good thing going right now. Kirk Cousins played goddamn Kirk Cousins good ball. Is, is playing
3: top five football right, right. now. Right, he's playing. But if the team as a whole, I mean, we're kind of migrating that game now. But that Manishin The, the team power. as a whole is not playing. It, well, it wasn't the defense, mind you. Right. You, you want to
2: call Alex? the defense, defense,
0: defense are the the pass game is there. Everything else is not. Is not. I agree. And, and to your point Alex I think we bring it up Alexander Madison I mean he has not been a good running back oh, I think he not. we knew this <clears throat> Cam Akers I think is the better of the two and I think Cam Akers is getting ready to take over that spot
2: <laughs> Take, it's taking them long enough yeah. know, if, we're, if we're being completely
0: honest I think that this this team this Lions team is going to be coming down to week 18 against the Minnesota Vikings and, and, and that's where I think we're headed and as far as the see, Lions I go, don't I,
3: I think um, I think before that fir- before that first Vikings game division's locked I, I don't know no. that's the
0: thing I don't know it's mostly because I, I,
3: I see Vikings dropping three of those
0: games that they shouldn't lose you think well, so oh. they've already done it right? you think so well that's the thing that's the thing like like they've already done it but we're in Kirk Kirkvember, whatever yep. you want to call it and I I'm looking at this Vikings team and I'm looking at this schedule against Denver, yep. against Vegas, trash. against the Bears, trash. against the Packers. And and I'm going mm, this thing is still wide open and yeah. and I I can't believe I'm saying but that because I Vikings I was calling, defense is about to make all those offenses look not trash. And and I was I I I'm standing there I'm sitting there going could be just enough. I'm and just saying,
3: let us talk about this in four weeks.
0: Yeah, I, we I, we got to see. We're awesome. gonna have a far, a far different conversation That's in four totally weeks. Fair. I agree. I agree with you. And and we don't know what's gonna happen, but and and say like, I I still got you split with both Packers and Bears in this game. I don't no. know who you're split with the Bears, but I, I'm I'm looking Bears. I'm looking over and I'm seeing the Vikings go ahead and beat the 49ers 22-17. And mind you, this game was not as close as the score dictates. The Vikings. Dominated this game from front to back. I mean, they they just they beat on the fucking 49ers 22 17 Yeah. But the Vikings go out, they they score early, seven, and then they score nine in the second quarter, and then they score six in the third quarter. I mean, the, the Vikings against a very tough, very game San Francisco defense, yep. they get it done. And Kirk Cousins was the main reason for that. 21 for or, I'm sorry. Uh, Kirk Cousins goes out 35 for 45, 378, two touchdowns, one pick. And also Jordan Addison, man, seven receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns. And let's not forget TJ Hawkinson, 11 receptions for 86 yards. And Brandon Powell, for the record, by the way, he, he had himself, there was a drive in this game, four receptions for 64 yards, where he had two key catches to burn that clock and keep the Vikings alive. <clears throat> I am convinced that the Vikings right now, they have they have six soft games coming up. And I don't know that the Lions will lose a game. I don't know if the Vikings are going to lose in the next couple of weeks. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what the future holds. But what I'm looking at, I'm seeing this Minnesota Vikings team go out and beat the San Francisco 49ers. Regardless of whether or not it's with Brock Purdy, you know, having his weapons to throw to or whatever, I just look over and I go, this Vikings team... Offensively, they got it done, yeah. But defensively, they handled Brock Purdy and company. You handled, and, and you also, handled Brock Purdy, no no Debo, and half of CMC. Right, And, and that's fair. But then I see the Vikings. What, what's the, what are the San Francisco 49ers? What is that team predicated on? Defense. And the Minnesota Vikings went out and did what?
2: They basically tore the... But...
0: 378
3: we, yards to the but air. But we've also talked about the fact that if, if the offense can't stay in the field,
0: it wears down their, your own defense, too. 378 yards through the air. 39 yards and 31 yards. So we're, we're talking, what, 70 yards on the ground. I mean, I just look over and I go, huh. But you know but you know what I'm saying. If, if an offense can't stay in the
3: field, it wears your own defense down, too. Yeah. There is, there is that, too. I, I just see
0: 450-plus yards. I want to see you play a good team that's healthy and and that's fair. I'm not mad at that and I agree with that. I just see a Vikings offense doing really well against a very good, fully healthy San Francisco defense and I go, "Hmm, interesting." And I don't I'm not going to say that the Vikings defense is anything to write home about because they're not because at the end of the day before Brock Purdy was concussed and yes he was concussed in this game, he went 18 for 24. So I mean, Brock Purdy to his credit before the concussion that took place, Played very well against a questionable Vikings defense. But then, even then, before the concussion, the Vikings held him to what? Seven points? I I just, I have questions. I have questions. I don't know. And the San Francisco 49ers have lost two straight. I'm not going to sit here and.
3: I'm I'm just saying a a week and a half ago, you were talking about. going selling the team.
0: I I was. I was talking about selling the team. I was talking about, hey, get rid of them. let's, Let's sell a farm. Now here we are looking at 3-4 and four beating the 49ers, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe they're not dead yet. Right. I, Justin Jefferson went down, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. <coughs> Maybe we're not dead yet. And I thought this team was dead when Justin Jefferson went down. Mm-hmm. I did. Admittedly, I, I did. I also, before Justin Jefferson went down at the beginning of the season, Well, who did I have as my Super Bowl win or my Super Bowl favorite for the NFC? Alex?
2: Um, I would have to say the... Uh... Looks like the Minnesota Vikings. Yep.
0: That's who I had as my Super Bowl NFC favorite going into the Mm playoffs. So, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. The Vikings have this weird thing about them. They've got uh, six straight games right now where it's soft. Soft. I mean, it is. It's a soft schedule.
2: Yep. We we
0: We could be sitting here talking about Week 18. Yep. Week 18. Vikings versus Lions for the division. I think yeah.
3: you've got a long way to go even to have that conversation. I think we're headed that way. Cuz cuz even if you just barely get through all these games, I think Lions just dominate you in
0: and, the current state. And we don't know that. We don't know what's going to happen. And I don't you know, the Lions right now looking at the two of these teams. And and this is another thing, looking at the Lions. What is the Lions made a bunch of free agency moves in this free agency or oh, yeah. in this this offseason for what? What did they make those free agency moves for? Where did they apply a majority of their free agency moves to?
2: Their defense, their secondary. Oh, you have and C- what? C- what G- is CJ Gardner Johnson hurt? Emmanuel Mosley hurt. hurt. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Who else got others.
0: hurt last game? Kirby Joseph hurt. Yep. I mean, and th- think about it. This team, suddenly, there is, and I'm not going to sit here and just, oh, the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to buy into that because I don't know what this Vikings team is going to do in the next six weeks. But what I do know is I see a soft schedule for the Minnesota Vikings. I see a soft schedule for the Detroit Lions. And I see a situation where the Vikings play the Lions in week 16 and week 18. And I see the Detroit Lions taking on a. A uh, questionable Dallas Cowboys team who could just show up at an any at a moment's notice mm-hmm. and kick the shit out of anybody. Uh, something is amiss here. Yep. And and I see this this weird trek. You know, and I'm not going to say the Vikings are going to want some six, six game beat the shit out of everybody trek, but I see a three or four Vikings team, two games back, and I'm going. hmm, Interesting. It's interesting. I, I I gotta say it's interesting, and I I'm see just the. Saying it's too soon. It is too soon, maybe, but I I just I see something weird. Because even even weird.
3: with all the people that Lions picked up, you got you're we're forgetting that they they finished the back at end of last season losing one game in
0: seven weeks without all the same players. But what did they do this week? What? Beat so, by a mediocre, so, a mediocre, middle of the road Ravens team. So we're 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 judging a team's whole season in one week. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Ravens are Super Bowl champions or Super Bowl winners. No, it's not. It's not. It's I, right. I, look I look over. I'm saying we're, we're 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 judging a whole team season off one week. But look, Tyler, we've done this before. We've had this discussion before. The Lions can't beat anybody good. They can't. They can't. And I'm, I'm Minnesota sorry. hasn't either. Minnesota, I, I can't say that Minnesota, whether or not they can beat anybody good. My point is is that the Lions can't beat anybody good. They can't. And they're going to go out there, and they're, they're here we are. We're talking about a team that... that couldn't beat the Ravens. They couldn't beat a Seattle team who really hasn't had many major changes and in the offseason. Are we going
3: into the losses that the Vikings have this year? I mean, are we, are we going to? Do I mean, that? I'm not
0: going to sit here and say the Vikings are world beaters here, but they went out and they did beat the Niners, 22 to 17, and it was a top notch Niners defense. You can't take that away from.
3: I'm them. sticking with the the Lions went over the, over the Chiefs is, is bigger than this. Bullshit.
0: Mm. Bullshit. Well, they go out and beat without Chris Jones, without Travis Kelsey on the field. The two biggest stars outside losing of home, so.
3: losing Debo, losing Debo's bigger than Kelsey. No,
0: that's bullshit. Well, Debo, okay, hold on. Debo, Debo does not equal Travis Debo, Kelsey. Debo
3: and half of, McCaffrey played half the game. Um, he missed half the game.
2: I have there, questions. There, there is a point there. I have questions. Now, McCaffrey,
3: you need two Kelsey's for McCaffrey. I don't know about Ooh, all McCaffrey's that. McCaffrey's the best player in football. And, uh, no, I disagree with that, close, too. I disagree close. with
0: that, too. He's MVP. I, I strongly MVP. disagree with that, too. I, I don't know about Christian McCaffrey being MVP. I think he's a special player. I think he stands out in the 49ers team, but this is the Christian McCaffrey we are going he, to expect. And when he misses, they lose. But this is the Christian McCaffrey we're going to expect. What if what has been the most common thing about Christian McCaffrey? Even when he played for the Carolina Panthers? What did he what was the problem with Christian McCaffrey? I'm staying on the field. But availability and reliability. This is what we've been talking about on this fucking podcast for years now. For years.
1: Yep. Availability the well, liability.
0: We're talking about a be good teams.
3: And, and McCaffrey, McCaffrey on the field, um, shits on Kelsey. Shits on him.
0: I Three don't times think so. Over. I don't and think it, that's the case. I think Travis yep. Kelsey is one of the McCaffrey's best players. McCaffrey's
3: on his ever. way to being one of the best players to ever play this game.
0: I, I that's true? If he's healthy. Yeah,
3: if he's it, fucking Kelsey's healthy. Kelsey's barely at best tight end.
0: No. Come on now. I know you're going to soak your jockeys over the Mark Andrews No, I'm saying game. history. I'm saying history. Uh, McCaffrey's not the best
3: player in history. Kelsey's not, not even top... No, he's probably mm-hmm. top three in his Yeah, I
0: was play. gonna say I let's not argue that. No,
2: he's top three. Yeah. <laughs> but, um you you're he's sharp, top three behind Harry maybe but,
0: Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp, and then you're like And Grack, oh, probably. I don't know about Grack. But
2: um
3: man, McCaffrey's still got a got a long career left and he's gonna <clears throat> he's gonna shit on every fucking running back. It's not even gonna be
0: close. I don't know that he is because he can never stay on the field. Travis uh, Christian McCaffrey's always hurt. He's always been hurt. The last six years he's been hurt. And, and here we... It, every year, he's, he's gone on At the bare base, minimum,
3: this win equals the Lions over, over at
0: Chiefs. At I, can a,
3: I can agree with that. The so, whole. we're back at square one. Neither Lions or Vikings have beaten anyone.
0: I agree. I agree. So, as far as we're concerned, neither team is worth talking about. So, wh- are we going to come down to week 18? That's no, the question of the because day. neither team's going to lose and Lions are going to still be two games up. But that we're going to be talking about week 16, right? We're going to get yeah. down to week... Here's the problem. Now, here's the question of the day. We get down to Week 16, let's say we get down to Week 16 the Vikings have won the same amount of games as the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions go against Minnesota. So now, Week 16, we're talking Vikings versus, uh, versus, versus the Detroit Lions, right? Yeah. And let's say the Vikings win that game. Okay? Now things get interesting. Yep. Then we talk about Week 17. Yep. Detroit goes and takes on no, Dallas. And I get take what on. you're saying, but... As far as both teams going a
3: tear, I have a lot more faith in the Lions at this current moment than the Vikings.
0: Do you really? Because yes. I sure fuck don't. Because the Vikings defense is gonna is gonna fail. And then and then we look at at the Lions situation and we're looking over and we're going, okay, they're taking on Dallas in week seventeen. Right. And I see a Dallas team that could show up big or could show up nothing. And if they show up big, then guess what? And we've seen this happen before where Dallas shows up out of nowhere. Yep. Dallas has that tendency. Yep. Where they'll just pop up, you're like, oh, yeah, this seems a wash, and then Dallas pops up and I, beats I feel the like hell on something. Getting somebody. caught in
3: what's going to happen ten weeks from now, like, and and then we get yo, into week seven.
0: I'm telling you, I see it coming. I'm telling you, this is this is all the makings, and I maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but this has all of the makings of a Week 18 showdown yeah. between Vikings and the Lions for the and division. Sh- and sure, but, but, but and this I, is, this I is am awesome. also
3: willing to put, put money on both teams losing at least one game to Packers or Bears. And even, both if, teams. even if they do, yeah. even if they do. Because both teams have a tendency of fucking up the division
0: right. every season. But even yeah. if they do, if, if both teams, and I, I do agree with you, maybe they won't go on a complete tear of six games straight or whatever else. I just see a schedule filled... For both these teams, a very, very I winnable just, games.
3: I, yeah. I'm just saying, you're getting ahead of yourself. Take it. When we get a time right now, because
0: it's going to save your own your own mental state. Cause I'm, I'm looking over, season. and I'm looking over, and I, my eyes are popping out of my head. Going, both these teams have soft schedules, and uh, until the very end. Mm-hmm. And when we get to week sixteen, and we're talking about it, that, it's,
2: it's been it's been a talking point since the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, and and since before the season started, we talked about it. I, I said, you know what, this could be coming down to week eighteen, and yep. and we're all kind of glancing at that last game that could be kicked out, and and something tells me that this, and that's why uh, maybe it's why the NFL scheduled it the way that they did. I don't know, but well, something every game is TBD.
1: Every single one. And, well, then maybe
0: that's the point. But you know, like even even Ravens Steelers TBD. We we don't know what's going to happen. But for some weird reason, I honestly believe that this this season could, and I think it's a high level of of certainty that this te- this season will come down to a Week 18 showdown, winner take all for the division. I just I I it's weird. I see it coming. I see this gravy train coming. And and Tyler, you may you may think I, I'm sitting here with my crystal ball and maybe that's the case. But I see it coming. I don't know why. I just see it. I see it coming. And and you can call me crazy. You can call me the, the crazy bewitched lady with the third nipple from, from fucking, you know, mall rats. You know, you can call me that. I see it coming. And I, I'm just going, mm, that's strange. That's strange. Now... Um, that's our scores, by the way, for for uh, uh, week seven in the NFL. We're we're moving into week eight uh, before we take off. Let's talk about our rookie rankings. Sure, I got I got some rookie rankings going on here. Our honorable mentions. We're talking Brian Branch, Ivan Pace Jr. Falling off the list. He has he was at number nine. He has fallen off the list since then. And honestly, a, an honorable mention. and I'm surprised he hasn't made the list yet. Is Joe Porter Jr. out of Pittsburgh? Uh, Joey Porter Jr., I expect him to be on this list a little more uh, prominently. He hasn't been, but he has a golden opportunity here with Bijan falling down. We are at number 10 on our rookie rankings, Bijan Robinson, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you know... He has a 72.9 overall grade, 80.6 rushing grade, 64.7 receiving grade. He received just one carry for three yards. He wasn't listed on the injury report this last week, but apparently was suffering from some sort of illness. But Tyler Algier takes over. This is why Bijan Robinson takes the plummet. He jumps down from number four to number ten this week. A huge drop for him because, motherfucker, you were healthy technically. You weren't listed on technically. You weren't listed on the injury report. Technically, this is where the greats get great, right? I, I just think about the Michael Jordan flu game, and I go, okay. And then I see him get one carry for three yards. and I'm like, eh, okay. I have questions about this. I drop Bijan Robinson down a grand total of six spots. He, I mean, availability and reliability. We talk about this at length, at nauseam. On this. yes, spot. but yep.
3: but but um. Even when your stats are better than have people on, on your list of one game
0: shouldn't shouldn't kill somebody. Uh, one carry for three yards when you're healthy, technically healthy, but he wasn't healthy. We but he us. was healthy. I I just if you're not on the injury report, I don't look at you as healthy. I don't. I you, you you I look at you as healthy. You're not on the injury report. You're healthy. And and he get he gets one carry for three yards. And this is where the greats get great. I've seen Barry Sanders go out there with a the flu and tear it up. I've seen Robert Smith go they out there with play. a bum They didn't like knee he tried up. to play, they didn't play him. And that's the problem. I just I look at a guy like that and I go, mm, "You have a, you have some sort of illness, I don't know what it is. You're vomiting, I don't care. You 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 play the game." You play the game. I've seen like sick players. Play. I see sick players play the game and win and and tear it up all the time. I have questions about Bijan. Bijan drops down now. Does that mean that Bijan is off the list? No. Does that mean Bijan will have a super hard time climbing back up the list? Probably not. I mean, th- really, the the rookies this season have been meh. I mean, let's be real. And and that leads me to my next guy. Number nine is Rasheed Rice, uh, bootleg B team, by the way. But bootleg B team, wide receiver uh, for the Chiefs out of SMU there, 82 PFF grade, 81.2 receiving grade, 69 rushing grade. He has yet to post a bad overall PFF grade all year long. His lowest was a 67.1, which is actually very good. Currently, he has 26 receptions for 305 yards, three touchdowns. He's gradually becoming the de facto number one receiver over there with the Kansas City Chiefs. He had five receptions on six targets for 60 yards and the touchdown in Week 7. Rasheed Rice, special player at SMU. Boots was really big on him. Tyler, what say you about Rasheed Rice? He, I mean, he's in a
3: team that doesn't really have a uh, receiving core at all. Big so old. It's becoming easy to rise up those ranks, and he's, he's doing the job.
0: Yeah, he's getting it done. I think. I think uh, Pat Mahomes likes him a lot. Alex, uh, Rasheed oh, Rice, do you, you like this kid? Do you think he winds up being a surefire number one over there for the Kansas City Chiefs?
2: I mean, at at this point, you know, it, it, the numbers are kind of hard to deal with. And the, yeah, the, and, the, and the numbers don't lie very well. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, eighty-one point you know, two receiving grade is something. Mean, it, it, it's kind of hard to get away from that. Yeah, yeah. So special. Especially since you have you're on the team with Patrick Holmes, with you know the w the w the the um, Travis Kelsey, the Tra- Travis Kelsey, and you know the best one of the best offenses in the league. So you know you have the ability to have your you know do we do we mark as a, as a positive target, mm-hmm. f- and you know
0: is he better at this point than Kadarius Tony? 100%.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kadarius Tony is garbage.
0: Yeah. I he mean, was he was the number 1. I mean, and then you're like, uh, I don't know. Uh, right, exactly. Rice. I mean,
2: you know, he dropped he dropped a very critical pass in the fourth quarter with the with the game against the Lions. If he made that if he makes that catch, Kansas City is kicking a field goal and they're going to get away with they get away with murder.
0: Does Rasheed Rice make that catch though?
2: He does. You think so? I would think so. No,
3: I think so, too. O- over Kadarius Tony. I mean, some of those passes he's dropped, I'm pretty sure um, I can make those catches.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rasheed Rice, he's turned into a good number one. Oh, no,
3: for sure. But uh, this is more just the shitting yeah, yeah. Tony. Dude, yeah, been, yeah.
0: I mean, that's just fun. But, I right, mean, yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. extracurricular. But, I mean, I think Rasheed Rice is the, going to be the number one over there before the season's out. Right? I I, th- I do think Rasheed Rice is, is the real deal. I think we're all kind of in agreement with that. Rashie Rice, number one receiver in Kansas City. I, I think it's coming. It's coming. If he's not
2: listed as wide receiver one there, it's on the way. You know, yeah, I, I I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. You know, I, I, they they always need Kansas City needs new teams and new players up in those positions anyway. Yeah, Kansas City is weird. They they have like it's the the big three.
0: Right, we know Jones, Kelsey, and fucking Mahomes, right? Where we we know them, but then after that, it's like, well, let's see what we can make out of nothing. It's making chicken chicken salad out of chicken shit, right? You know, that's that's kind of what we're used to with the Kansas City Chiefs, and Rasheed Rice is a prime example of that. Speaking of receivers who should or could be boosted up to number ones eventually, Tank Dell winds up at number eight. Tank Dell out of the Houston Texans. On the University of Houston, he has a 77.2 PFF grade, 77.7 receiving grade, 19 receptions, 324 yards, and two touchdowns on the season. Uh, he did enter the bye week. Tyler, Tyler, you know as well as I do, notoriously, the bye week is one of those situations that can only help you. It doesn't negatively impact you on this list. Um, he could fall next week if he fails to produce uh, after having a concussion and not playing in week six. See, this is kind of my like my
3: argument because of he felt, two players not playing. Be I would have flip flop Tank and, and Bijan.
0: Really? Yes, hundred percent. You,
3: you think Bijan is way better than Tank, and they both missed the game.
0: Well, and Tank to to his credit, I mean Tank Tank missed a game, but because
3: like I, let's, let's be honest. I mean, I, I know you're you're splitting hairs with with the with the healthy thing, but Bijan basically missed a game.
0: One carry for three yards when he he was missed healthy. the game. He, he, wasn't, was healthy. Healthy. he, was he healthy.
3: wasn't healthy. He was told he wasn't healthy. He was telling you're he was using healthy. guess because you don't like Bijan, is what you're doing.
0: No, I love Bijan Robinson. That's the thing. I love Bijan Robinson. So I was big did, on Bijan. I think he's he the best didn't right play. The he's a scratch. I don't. He's not a scratch. So he had one carry for three yards, and he didn't get on the field. I, I just because he wasn't healthy. How can I sit here and say, oh well, Bijan? So he gets charged more for trying to play where Tank Dell couldn't play. Tank Dell couldn't play because he had a concussion. Bijan Robinson was yeah, listed as healthy, good to get, go. Be healthy, don't get hurt. Hey, be and healthy, don't be, get sick. Don't eat B, shitty B. Thai food. Played. You know, <laughs> you get me? B. John I mean, Bijan, he's played. I have questions about whether or not Bijan Robinson is the real deal here. I, I, I we're going to see what happens. So you don't believe he was sick? I don't think he. I don't know if he was sick because I don't know whether or not that, Atlanta Falcons are getting the That's, get rid that's of tank. a
2: condemnation on Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. A uh, sap in the first place.
0: I have questions about it, and mind you, Tank Dell, for the record, was on his bye week this last week, which is why Bijan Bijan Robinson before this past week was listed as number four. Your list before he was listed as number four leading into this week. So he doesn't. He's listed as healthy. He doesn't play. He winds up going up one for three yards. So when 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 Tank Dell um, had his concussion, did he drop eight spots? When he had his concussion, he dropped down. He was listed as five. He dropped down to number number eight when he had his concussion. About, he got three spots, not eight spots. Okay. But, but he was healthy. He wasn't He was healthy. He wasn't healthy. He didn't, he didn't show up at the game and say, oh, I'm healthy, and then not play. He didn't show up and say, oh, I'm healthy, and then go one carry for three yards.
3: But he became not healthy
0: just before the game. He, Tank Dell was concussed from the previous week. I mean, like, that's, that's the question of the day. I think Bijan right now, I think, he, and, and I'm not saying Bijan's a bad player, I'm not saying Bijan is a bad running back, and I'm sure he's going to have a bounce-back game, but as it currently stands, Tyler Algier is the one that outdid him, not because of an injury, but because Bijan Robinson was apparently ill while not being listed on the injury report, and he goes out and has one carry for three yards. Tyler not fault, not his fault. I mean, is it, is it his fault or is it his fault? It's not his, his,
3: it's not his job to report his own injuries. Wh- at what point is it not a player's job to go out there? and him hurt, or no? He, he told the team because they didn't play him.
0: Arthur Smith didn't report it. Uh, questions there. Bijan winds up as ten, but Tank Dell winds up as eight. I have a difference in opinion on that situation. But seven goes to Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher out of the Houston Texans. He has been outstanding since he got drafted. Uh, The University of Alabama, 80.3 PFF grade, 73.5 run defense, 74.8 pass defense. He was on his bye week. Again, bye week, not going to hurt him, but he winds up as number seven. Number six. Sam Laporta, the tight end of the Lions, he drops two spots, uh, 72.1 PFF grade, 69.6 receiving grade. He struggled second week in a row versus Baltimore, six receptions, 52 yards. His grades dropped heavily as he was shut down pretty effectively by Baltimore's linebackers, and he struggled to get open most of the game. He just really wasn't that good, Sam Laporta, this past week. I have questions about whether or not, you know, and and we're, we talk about scheme and how the scheme right. has been beneficial to Sam Laporta, and I, I think that's... Honestly, starting to show is how the scheme makes Sam Laporta a better player. And, and as opposed to Sam Laporta actually being some sort of skilled player like Travis Kelsey, for example, comes out there. He sits down in, in zone coverage, says, hey, Patrick Mahomes, throw it here. And he flashes his hand out wide and says, hey, throw it here. Tyler Sam Laporta. Do you think uh, Sam Laporta is is uh, justified in dropping two spots here? Do you think Kiana Benton, who is above him, spoiler alert, is better? What's your take on Laporta?
3: I mean, I say it's fine. He had a bad game, but I, yep. I, I, I two in a row. I still think he's top three tight end in the league, let alone rookies. Uh, yeah, um, but, but tight end's been a weird position this year, mm-hmm. um, as it is every year. Yep. But uh, I I think he's still playing um, well, worthy of of his draft pick. Uh, so I mean I'm 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 finally with him at six. I mean he's had a couple bad games, so I mean him drop I, I assume he was probably four or three at one point. Yeah. Um a couple bad weeks is gonna do that to you. I mean it's I, I would do the same thing. But um no, I'm good with Laporta six.
0: Yeah, I think that's about where he, he lies there, Sam, Sam Laporta, the uh Alex Steele uh mm. the lover boy of Alex Steele. <laughs> Alex Steele really? loves Love him some Sam Laporta, but I digress.
3: Well, I mean, you know, Listen. there's probably only two um, <sighs> offensive players that I put above him, and it looks like you have them both My, there.
2: Yep. Michael Mayer was clearly the better tight end when the Lions had him and they decided to go to the tight end factory, quote-unquote. But as we've said on this podcast before, and just as I'm sure it was brought up moments ago, Sam Laporta is a beneficiary of this Lions offensive system, Namely through um, ben, ben Johnson. Johnson. Yep. So you know, and being co- and, and you know Michael Mayer, to his credit, has started to come alive in in mm-hmm. Vegas. Yep. But you know, at the same time, he's being you know his offensive, you know his offensive output. Players, yeah. Our his defensive output is being played put into play by Josh McDaniels, who is a terrible head coach.
0: I agree. I think I think Josh McDaniels oh, awful. Yeah. And, and I think that is hampering uh, Michael Mayer over there. Number five goes to Keanu Benton, the defensive lineman from the Steelers out of the University of Wisconsin. He's had a great year so far, 80.8 PFF grade, 67.1 run defense, 82.3 pass rush. He put up a 90.4 run defense grade in week seven. Ooh. He recorded three uh, QB hits along with winning a whopping 30% of his pass rushing snaps this past week. Uh, that's huge. That is very huge. Keanu Benton's been making an impact for the Steelers. I know, Tyler, you're probably dreading the Ravens taking that guy on. He's been special as a defensive tackle for them.
3: Steelers have been on one of those teams, much like the Ravens, much like Niners or Browns, where they, they usually do really well in drafting defense. Sure. Steelers have been just a, a epitome of just um, defense factory.
0: I agree. I agree. Number four goes to my boy. CJ Stroud, the quarterback yep. out of the Houston Texans, the Ohio State quarterback, the Ohio State product. Bye weeks don't negatively impact you, but they can positively impact you if one player is playing really, really bad. And we've had a few. Uh, Stroud winds up with a seventy-three point three PFF grade, 70.5 passing grade, seventy-one point two rushing grade. He was on the bye week this week. Um, I'm excited to see Stroud play uh, against you know the um, the really really. Bad team that he's about to be taking on with uh, the Carolina Panthers, so we'll we'll see what C.J. Stroud does this week. But yeah, I expect it's a, good a big
3: spot because like because really the only blemish on his season so far from a stat standpoint is probably the opener with the Ravens, which is unfair to assume a rookie's going to come out like the world on fire. Yeah, I guess Cause, especially cause, against that and defense. even then, the Dane wasn't he didn't play that bad either, right? Um, so like Stroud's um blowing my expectations. I mean, I, I you see Ohio State quarterback, and you're like, yeah, he's going to be terrible, but uh, Stroud's yeah. been. Really surprising me.
0: Yeah, he's been killing it. Uh, number three goes to Puka Nakua, the wide receiver for the Rams out of BYU. 86 PFF grade, 84.9 receiving grade, 65.8 rushing grade. He exploded for a huge performance after two down weeks. His receiving grade went up a whole four points. Uh, Nakua had a great game for, for the Rams this last week. Uh, just tore it up. I, You know, I like Puka Nakua. I think he's a good number two receiver. Alex, Puka Nakua number two receiver for the Rams i think matt Stafford's got his uh I really
2: nobody could possibly have seen this coming no nobody could have seen this coming knowing that matt Stafford was on the felds, knowing no knowing that there were other players that were on the demonstrate and they would say okay well what else can we do right you know this was a panic move uh to get the you know, to say oh well what's our demonstration is going look like with procedure on it? Plus, how long is it going to take to load everything?
0: Well, I, I I think that that Puka Nakua has been a a special receiver for the Rams in such a way where he doesn't. I think he plays well with with Cooper Cup and and him and it's almost a one one a one b situation, right? Um, we're not there yet, because you gotta think, Cooper,
3: Cooper's been back for two weeks now, th- and, and both his weeks have been back. This is the first huh. week since Cooper's been back that he's been good.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, is he... So, I,
3: getting, need, I, need to see, I need to see more.
0: That's fair. That's fair. So,
3: basically, since Cooper's been back, he's one for three, in my opinion. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and, and that's not me saying that Puka's bad, because Puka's been great. Yeah, he's been sp- but he's he's... This is the first week since Cooper came back that he's finally found a stride again. Yeah, I can agree. he keep it up? Let's see.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and that's fair. I, I, have, that's one hundred percent fair. Number two goes to uh, the speed racer himself, Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of the Eagles for the University of Georgia. Ninety-one point three PFF grade, sixty-two point seven run defense, ninety pass rush grade. Run defense dropped, but he only played 17 snaps this week. Now, mind you, Jalen Carter was number one last week on this list. He was number one. He drops down to number two, and our number one guy uh, you know, moves up. Spoiler alert, Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Seattle Seahawks. Jalen Carter drops down to number two uh, because he only played 17 snaps this week. Again, Alex, what do we talk about on the show? Availability. And reliability. There it is. And Jalen Carter's only capable of playing 17 snaps in this game. I have questioned about his availability and reliability. But even down.
3: even still, I mean, this is something we knew at draft time. When when, when Jalen Carter dropped to the Eagles and they took him, before the Eagles even took him, I'm like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Eagles are about to take Jalen Carter.
0: Yep. We're about to be in trouble. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what's happened. Jalen Carter's been a stud. He's been great when world. he's on the field. Right when he's on the field. I just don't know that Jalen Carter's ever going to wind up, you know, being a 17-game guy, do you? But what we don't know
3: is it um, by design mm-hmm. or if it's because he can't do full games. Sure. We, we don't We don't know what we don't know. Cause you see a lot of the rookies where like, they, they kind of limit their snap counts or they're not Dean, the technical starter, I mean, there's a lot we don't know here. Right. But what we do know when he does play, this, he's he's been incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. I like Jalen Carter a lot. Uh, when he's on the field, he plays well. When he's not on the field, mm-hmm. meh, the Eagles defense struggles. But I, I also, to be fair to the Eagles defense, they do have uh, some really solid defensive tackles on that field. Right? I mean, they got the big boy down there. The big boy. You know who I'm talking about?
3: My brain's, <laughs> well, brain's scrambled. I,
2: <laughs> I used to play uh, defensive tackle back in the day uh, when I was playing in middle school. And I noticed. 30 years ago? You know, 30, 30 years that, ago. I, that may not be too far <laughs> off. But, the, pro, but the, the point I'm trying to make is you know, there are some people where, you know, the Detroit, you know, the defensive tackle position is compromised, and the other part of it is, oh, my guys is just able to get right in there. Yeah, well, and, and when the
0: defensive tackle position is compromised, you get those nice linebackers, which are beautiful up there in, in Philly, and they, they get right in there. You are right. Uh, Philly's been getting away with murder on the defensive yeah. side of the football with that uh, University of Georgia defense that has just been, I mean, it's the, the Georgia Eagles at this point, right? I mean, right. The Philadelphia... Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Bulldogs, or
3: like <laughs> for a while, you had the um the the, the um, Alabama Ravens. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of interesting. But number one, uh, we talked about a minute ago, Devin Witherspoon, the corner from the Seattle Seahawks, out of the University of Illinois. <laughs> this guy, eighty-eight point five PFF grade, ninety point two run defense, ninety-two point two pass rush, eighty point eight in coverage. He's the only quarter in the league with eighty plus in every single PFF category. Devin Witherspoon has been super special all throughout, man. He's killing it every step of the way, just like Sauce Gardner was last year. He is our uh, heading up our rookie rankings this week. You know, I get that his overall PFF grade is not as high as Jalen Carter's. Let's, let's be real there. His offensive output is not as high as Jalen Carter's, or his PFF grade, rather. But Devin Witherspoon, realistically... For the last several weeks, and, and from an availability and reliability standpoint, he's been the best defensive player that the Seattle Seahawks got. And guess what? Newsflash, top three corner in all of Whoa. football. So we're right it's back. Got
3: that, it's got that sauce written all over it. Yeah, we're
0: right back there. And, and you know, Devin Witherspoon, we, we talked about it on the last show, Devin Witherspoon shot down the University of Michigan, right? Shut them the hell down last year, and everybody was like, oh, my God, what's going on? Why is Illinois so good? This kid is special. Devin Witherspoon takes number one in the rookie rankings and uh, beats the brakes off of everybody else on this list. Winds up moving up to number one. We'll see if Jalen Carter can fight back or Puka Nakua can get there or, if or CJ Stroud even could wind up moving up the list. I want to see if Stroud can do his, his wonders against Carolina this week. We'll see what happens, but Devin Witherspoon winds up as number one. And that is our rookie rankings around the league. Now, folks, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. We're going to breathe for a second, grab ourselves something to drink, maybe eat a little pizza here, and we'll be right back right here on the Outside Blitz.
2: At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347
1: or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage. A natural way to improve your well being. <laughs>
0: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co hosts, uh, yet again, the cannibal Alex Steele. Hi. And the tenacious, titillating Tyler Dean. Man, the uh, background production of this show has gone downhill
2: since I left. What is happening here?
0: Listen. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has been just. Fine. Yeah, everything's,
2: everything's been great.
0: Everything has been fantastic. You're just whining and complaining. Just for the sake of whining and
2: complaining. Golly. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm like, what are we doing here? I took my clicker. I <laughs> took, of course I took your clicker.
0: You rat bastard. But anyway... Folks, uh, we got some news around the league going on. News and notes. Uh, not a lot this week, but we got to talk about it. First of all, let's talk about quarterback Brock Purdy. He's listed- Brock! Brock! Is that- Brock um, Brock, Purdy listed as questionable versus the Bengals due to a concussion. He has been cleared from concussion protocol he, as of tonight. He will be back up and running uh, this week. Probably good news for the uh, Niners, but do we have questions about Brock Purdy at this point? We absolutely Anybody?
2: do. <laughs> you know at this point you know first of all, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Number two, can his weapons stay healthy? Number three, if not, what are we doing
1: here? Well, is
2: you, you think list the biggest one. What is Brock Purdy without
0: his weapons? And that's the question of the day. Number one mm-hmm. is and, and I, I actually I, I think Alex brings up the best point. Can he stay healthy? Right. Brock Purdy here we are he gets down in uh, what an eight game stretch hurts his finger he's done or breaks or hurts his elbow he's done right we have tommy john surgery now he's back up and running here we are seven games in the season gets done a nice stretch oh Brock Purdy's hurt again you know I I don't know and I understand players can't always stay healthy okay I get it you know that is a thing oh not all players can stay healthy alex but hey you know what Tyler I mean am I wrong here like is Brock Purdy an uh, injury-prone
3: monster? Uh, my sense comes from not the injuries. I I, I don't think it's, it's fair to call him injury-prone at this point, but I, I am willing to call, like, what is this? Is Brock Purdy when he doesn't have all his weapons? Because when, when they're gone, yep. he all of a sudden looks like a mediocre
0: quarterback. Turns into a pumpkin.
2: Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that is also... The
2: the clock has struck midnight.
0: Mm -hmm. I have questions about Brock Purdy, about whether or not he's durable enough, and whether or not he is capable of doing it without his weapons. There's a lot of debate there. So we're going to see what happens, but he has been deemed healthy for this upcoming week, so get ready for that. A guy that was deemed healthy, but he's fully healthy from his ACL tear, but is still listed as doubtful to play. And officially not activated. Yeah, not activated. Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, considered, uh, he's like I said, considered fully healthy from his ACL tear. Listed as doubtful to play out against out. the Ravens, and and now he's officially out. I think he was well. He was he was doubtful as correct. They they were yeah. thinking about
3: activating him, but they they decided against it.
2: Yeah, and and you, do you think at this point this kind of leads credence to the we have talked about this before? Is this is a tank where, job where the, where you know it's like okay, let's just get this kid healthy. Let's sit him on the sidelines. And let's just make sure that he is as healthy as possible, you know. So, you know, so for the just, future. So just sit him on the sidelines, and then for the future he's better. But at the t- at, at the moment in time, you know, just just sit him on the sidelines.
3: And it's very identical to um, uh, what was it last year? Yeah, last year when we, we talked about uh, why throw in Deshaun Watson for a couple of games when it doesn't matter. Right, um, I agree. Um, Watson, he missed most from, from the suspension, but he's also hurt.
0: Yep, um, he was.
3: So why um, throw Kyler Murray out there after an ACL tear, which is a major deal mm-hmm. um, for a season that's kind of already gone in the wind? You would think it's a throwaway season at this point? It should be. I mean, at most, you're, you're getting him in there for reps, but um, why risk a, um, a, a draft pick? That and just why risk your quarterback? Um, you're paying a lot of money on 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 a ACL that's freshly
0: healed. That's fair. That's very fair and and valid points. I I don't know if it it does it scream tank job though. No, I, I think you can easily get
3: away saying you know what we think he's pretty good, but we're not going to throw a guy out there and pretty good. Right. Yeah. That's so fair. It could be tank job, but uh, but it also it also kind of makes sense too. They get away with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I think that's kind of... like it, it could it could be a
3: 10-2 and two team, and, and they say, you know what, we're not going to throw them out there. I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, very fair. Very, very fair. Also, uh, quarterback-wise, we've got a lot of quarterbacks hurt this week. Deshaun Watson, you spent, you talked about him, bronze quarterback Deshaun Watson, out with a shoulder injury versus the Seahawks. P.J. Walker is to get the start again. Uh, you know, is the Deshaun Watson experiment just kind of, at this point? I yeah. mean... I, I don't know if we're
3: quite there yet, but we're definitely in a state. where, like, okay, PJ Walker looked we're, pretty good. We're he flirting. Be, with he it. beats the night. I know. I, I know that that game they lost both Debo and CMC in that game, but mm-hmm. PJ Walker still looked pretty good. But we're flirting with it. We're we're flirting because it's not like what, when Watson was in, he was some world beater. Bingo. And we're not even close, really. Right. Um. So like, what are we doing right now? We're, this is.
0: This is becoming a failed experience of a fully guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, interestingly possibly failed experience, Alex, we've talked about this in the past. Yep. Panthers head coach Frank Reich says ahead of his matchup with the Texans and rookie CJ Stroud, he says, "We got the guy that we wanted." When speaking about Bryce Young, oh boy, um, do you think that the
2: Panthers got the guy they wanted in Bryce Young? You know, I'm gonna go ahead and say yes, they did. Here's the problem: they also didn't get the necessary offensive lineman to protect the guy they wanted. Yep. But n- therefore, Bryce Young kept getting pummeled week in and week out, and you know, so I was like, yeah, oh yeah, they got the guy they wanted, but you know, he's not gonna give it pay any dividends this year because he has no offensive line. To protect him, he has no offensive line to give him throwing lanes to throw. Again, because he's five foot nothing. (laughs) We've joked about this before. Yeah, You know? No, No,
0: It just, it's one, and I agree with you. It's one of those things where you need the interior offensive linemen to be able to open up those throwing lanes the very same way that they used to do it in New Orleans with Drew Brees, right? Drew Brees used to have those. Guards and centers kind of opening up throwing lanes for him because he wasn't the high, the largest quarterback. He he didn't have the biggest stature in the world. So I mean, I think we're kind of in the same boat here as far as Bryce Young goes. He's just he's not the largest statured quarterback in the world. So you got to do more for him. Bingo. And and I think it's just silly. Whereas and
3: the seniors. Saints did that for a long time with Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and despite recent years, Seattle also did that same thing for oh, a long Russ time Wilson. for Russ Wilson.
0: Yep. Yep, he did. They did, and and it just it now here we are. You know, I mean, it, the certain teams just don't understand how it works, and and that's the problem. You go, you really C.J. Stroud was what he's what six five. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a big quarterback. I mean, like, it's, it, there's a, there's a lot of things that people don't realize
3: that go into play with the difference between t- types of quarterbacks.
1: Mm-hmm, um, absolutely,
3: like. Mediocre quarterbacks can get away with being tall. If you're tall, you can get away with being de- decent. If you're tall,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you got you got like like the short quarterbacks who made it work have done phenomenal because they they, they went they went above and beyond.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like,
3: guys like um like Big Ben or yeah. uh, Peyton Manning. Um, I even throw like Joe out there because he's like six five six. six. Like, those, those tall guys yep. um get away with a lot because
0: they can just see. Although Joe Joe Flacco did have a neck about the size of a giraffe, <laughs> right? Sure. I don't know. If well, you noticed well that.
2: it wasn't it wasn't as bad as that uh, that uh, Houston quarterback that one time. Uh, oh, I forget what his name oh, was.
0: Oh God, from last year.
2: Yeah, well, uh, but you know, he basically, yeah, he basically looked like Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toyota Rush. <laughs> I know you're you are know. talking about it too. I just can't think of his name. Right, but we the, all the, we all know what you are talking but, about. But then,
3: then you got Peyton Manning who um, who basically stored every completed pass in his forehead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just,
0: his his forehead just expanded over time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I I just um, I don't know. I I I think it's kind of kind of an interesting situation over there. I I don't think it, they they got the way I wanted in Carolina, but it, maybe it's just me. Uh, next up, you know, speaking of, we, we talked about the Saints. We talked about Drew Brees. Let's talk about the Saints some more. Saints wide receiver Chris Olave arrested for reckless operation of a motor vehicle. Oh, dear. Uh, do you expect Chris Olave to suffer any degree of uh, repercussions here? I mean, does he get Not suspended? Not really.
3: Not, no. He might get fined, but. Yeah. But what, what, the funniest thing about it is, th- did you see the uh, the audio from that arrest? No. Um. Right away. <laughs> Did you see this one, Alex? I did not. Um,
0: he there, there's, a, there's a video clip. Of, they're talking about him, and uh, also just real quick, Giraffe Net quarterback was Davis Mills.
1: Ah, yes. Yeah. But uh, they're
0: talking.
3: They, they they pull him out he's going like he's going seventy to thirty five, which is oh, a no no. Mm-hmm. And but it, it going double speed, limit. thirty five is the residential area.
1: Right, right. He
3: gets out. He goes, and Chris goes. Uh, Man, you know, you know, I I play for the Saints, right? Oh, <laughs> and, and the and the cop so goes. And the cop goes, and?
1: Oh, <laughs> God. Right? Oh, God.
2: It gets to the point where it's like, okay, we get what did you play with for these NFL teams. The games like, like, Cal's like, Cal's like, cool story, bro. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. nobody cares. But my, my favorite thing was like, the cop must be playing against him
0: this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rest the fuck out of this motherfucker. Fantasy football, baby.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, but yeah. no,
3: nah, I, I don't expect much to come from it. I think he'll deal with his, his, his small legal issues. He'll he'll do his fine, pay his, his bail, whatever it is. Well, and we saw Jordan
0: pay. Addison kind of do the same thing earlier this year, and, and we expected him to get arrested and all that and, and get suspended and all that shit. It did not happen. So there we are. Jordan Addison gets away with it. So does Chris Olave. So what else is new? Uh, wahoo for that. Uh, next up. The Lions wide receiver Marvin Jones says he's stepping away from the team. He was later released by the Lions due to a family issue.
2: Alex, as a Lions fan, are you concerned at all about this? It, it just it just goes to show that Marvin Jones was a bust when he played oh, for us years ago. Hold, no, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I'm not even
3: willing to go through a football stance on this. I mean, we're, we're talking a guy who lost an infant child two, three years ago. That's okay. fair. Um, And now he's leaving for another family issue. Like, I... My heart is kind of broken right now, in All the right. sense of like he, he lost an infant child, and he still played football. Yeah, what is right. going on right now? He's stepping away. Like <clears throat> right. I'm, I it kind of gives me these weird chills.
2: Yeah,
0: but Marvin Jones did get paid a lucrative contract from the Lions. He gets released by the team because of these issues. I mean, is it was it a waste of time for the Detroit Lions to go out and seek this man out to bring him back? Yeah, I mean,
3: I don't think they needed to bring him back. They're, they're. they're I mean. The the yeah, team man. was
0: in a state where they're they, were, they
3: were trending towards a good direction. They, they 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 had uh they have Saint Brown. They they brought in uh um Reynolds who 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 has a lot of history with golf. Right. Um, um Jamal not Jamal Williams, um oh Jameson Williams um was gonna be coming back from from the suspension deal at some point. Sure. Um, and there's and there, and there was a lot of hype at that point. So with those three guys, you didn't need to bring
2: Jones back. Right, but they did anyway. A lot of hype. I mean, you know, they, they, I mean, it's 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 on it's on the public record. I mean, the man got paid money, so I mean, I agree with Tyler. And and I don't think that, his you know,
3: return contract was all that much. Right? Was oh, it three? Uh, something like that. Somewhere from three mm-hmm. to five. I think they br- they basically brought him in
0: to fill in the Jameson role till Jameson sure. got back.
1: Sure. And it,
2: it's a, it's an unfortunate situation. But has Jameson
0: oh, has Jameson really filled in his own role? Then? Well, no, I know, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I got questions. I got questions. But about still, this I, I, it's,
3: I'm, I'm talking more just like the, the, the concept behind of it. That yeah, all, I get it. He was it. brought in to, to be the three for a bit. Right. And I say I think it's was brought in to be the two, and, and it was Reynolds who, who
0: stepped up and became the two. And you, I like Reynolds I too. And he's a good receiver. He's also got good chemistry with, with, right. with golf, mm. Right. So, uh, fun stuff there. Marvin Jones kind of seeing his way out. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with, uh, with old Jones in the next couple of weeks. Uh, more injuries around the way Bears quarterback Justin Fields he's listed as out for the second game in a row this one versus the Chargers on Sunday night football due to his thumb injury that he suffered against the Vikings a couple weeks ago. You know this sucks but Tyler or Tyson Bagent Bagent whatever however the hell you say it pronounce it whatever the hell his name is. Right. He's performed and Tyler you mentioned it earlier he's performed better mm-hmm. than Justin Fields am I right? He he has. I mean, it's been a
3: couple of small games. I mean, it's been against not fabulous teams, but mm-hmm.
2: it it's. I mean, it's not a knock on him. It's just the team's if, just if, not if, good. If, if there was any indication that uh, the opposition was simply ill prepared, I mean just just look at just look at this guy. That's all right. i have to say about that. Yeah, yep
0: yeah, It's a big eye roll to me. Um, next up, also more in QB injuries. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill, he's listed as out versus the Falcons, due to an ankle injury. Head coach Mike Vrabel insists that both Will Levis and Malik Willis will play this week. Oh, dear. Uh, which one, I mean, is this like you're looking for your next big quarterback, or is it just trying to get through this game and figure out which one's less of a disaster? The whole. I
3: think it's both. I mean, I'm just also frustrated because... You have two basically rookies. let that's that's Wills still a rookie. Yep. Why are I mean and your team's in a state of rebuilding away. Yeah. Why are you not starting either one of them up to this point? Sure. Why are you still running Tannehill? I've been um, asking the same we, fucking thing. We, we know what Tannehill is. He, he, um, at this stage, I mean He's you, a bum. You need to look at your at your future here, like you need to be even though your alternate in games, like see what you have. You've wasted two straight years of
0: first round draft picks. Three years of Ryan Tannehill.
2: Yep, and the fact that you know Will Levis hasn't panned out and Malik Willis hasn't panned well, out. Well, we don't know they have panned out. They haven't played exactly. So well, I mean
0: Willis has had a little bit to play. I was going to say Malik um, Willis. Levis the, has not gotten a shot. I was going to say but Willis, in the time he has played has been bad. Yes, he has been not good but at
3: all. The sample size is also small enough to where he could turn. We're we're not we're not a bust status yet because I had fair. enough ch- enough of a chance. That's fair. But why are you? Not, either one of these two should have already been. One of them should have been to start the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, I agree. Regardless
3: of which one you want going to go with, Levis or Willis, one of them should have been starting day one.
0: I agree. Yep. Yeah, and that's the problem with Mike Vrabel right now, is he's busy holding on to this Ryan Tannehill situation. I don't understand why. Now,
3: if you'd have done well last year, made the playoffs, and did whatever, sure,
0: I can get it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. Yeah. You were bad last year. Yep. And also... The Giants are also holding on to another quarterback, and that's Tyrod Taylor. He's set to get a start because Daniel Jones is officially listed out versus the Jets due to that neck injury from a couple weeks ago. And here we are, Tyrod Taylor, once again. And i got to tell you, Tyrod Taylor has looked 10 times better than Daniel Jones.
2: Am 100%. I missing something there? 100%. No, you're not missing a dang thing. Uh, you know, they <laughs> the Giants were fools to give Daniel Jones that gigantic extension. And then we saw him you know go toe to toe with the buffalo bills Tyrod Taylor being and he went toe to toe with the buffalo bills they went to like the last play in regulation and it it ended up being just oh he missed the guy but they yeah. even had a shot at the end zone but Tyrod Taylor we we remarked on this in the group chat he Tyrod Taylor is clearly a better quarterback than uh Daniel Jones yep yeah i fully Fully support that idea. The, yeah, I the agree problem
3: too is I feel like Tyrod Taylor has been the epitome of bad luck. Oh. Mm. Um, he has his runs of good games, Ooh. and then like he's been a very good backup for quite some time. And like I, I even think back to like he was the starting quarterback because they were gonna they were gonna lean. Uh, uh, Justin Herbert into the game. Yes, they were. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, it was Tyrod Taylor who ended up getting all of a sudden food poisoning. No, no, it was
0: a popped lung. Oh, yes,
3: yes, that's right, that's what it was. Um, And all of a sudden, he's not playing anymore, and Justin Herbert starts game one, or whatever it was. Herbert, or not Herbert, Tyrod Taylor's been a good quarterback, at at bare minimum, a great backup. High-end backup. And I think he's better than a handful of starters, including Daniel Jones. Yeah, I agree. I'd take Tyrod over Daniel Jones, uh, love, Fields. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's a couple other ones, too. I'm not thinking of at the moment. No. I, mean, I, I I would say Jets, but I mean, technically he is the backup, so it's not fair. But.
1: <laughs> the Giants.
3: But,
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I look at Tyrod Taylor and... Or Zach Wilson, but yeah, Zach Wilson Zach technically Wilson. is the backup. Yeah, right? he's technically the backup, but, yeah. But you know what I mean. But I, I don't know. I look at Tyrod Taylor. He's played very well for the Giants since he came in. Uh, interesting stuff. I, I want to see what happens, but he he gets another start. Alex, do you think Tyrod Taylor takes over the starting jobs over Daniel, Daniel Jones, or do you think that they they just ride out that really shitty contract that they signed him to? But <laughs> yes, uh, just Qu- yes. Quick,
2: quick, quick answer is yes. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I think they ride. I, honestly, I think they're put to the point where they're going to ride Tyrod out the rest of the year.
2: Sure. I mean, you know, if he performs point, well at this point, why wouldn't you? Especially if he if he performs better than Daniel Jones. Exactly. And he has the ability to, you know, take your team just long enough to make it to the playoffs and then sneak in the back door. Yep. That's what she said. Uh
0: uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, moving forward, the Seahawks go out and sign defensive end Frank Clark to a one-year, one-point-six-five million dollar deal. Oh dear! I like that signing. I think that's a damn good signing for the Seahawks. Uh, I think Frank Clark's going to be a difference maker right off the
2: rip. All they need him to do is attack the quarterback. Well, we, we were sitting here thinking, where is Frank, Frank Clark going to sign? Yep. Is he going to sign with back with the Chiefs? You know, uh, and the fact that he's going to the Seattle Seahawks now. With a good defense already. With a good defense. Yeah, on top of that, it's like, okay, now you're really starting to punch the ticket towards a Super Bowl quarterback. Yep. Super Bowl, quarterback. Super Bowl contenders. Yep. Let's, let's be clear here, Geno Smith is not a Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but I knew where you were headed here. But here's the deal, though. I think this team is really headed in a positive direction now that they have Frank Clark on their defense. They already have the triple threat with D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith of Jigma, who nobody's talking about. Sure. And uh, I really think that, you know, that combination com- combined with F- Frank Clark, you know, really makes him a really th- a real threat. What say you, Tyler? Plus Kenneth Walker, who you-, you didn't mention. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, what, but I'd the, be remiss the, if we didn't mention. Yeah, the
3: way worries. the team is shaping, um, you mentioned not a Super Bowl quarterback, and I, I agree, mm-hmm. but... How many quarterbacks can we name that have played in Super Bowls that you'd say is worse than Geno Smith? I can list a few.
1: Sure. Mm,
3: sure. Perhaps. Guys like Rex Grossman. Oh <laughs> man, what a disaster. So, so at a certain point if you can just be the game managing quarterback which Geno has been has more been. Th- more so than not since joining Seattle. Yep. Um, mm. if the team can get the shit together and keep it going, that makes sense. I hate using
0: the uh, the hardball thing but why not
2: them?
1: Sure. <laughs> right.
0: Sure.
2: Exactly. You know, I, th- I think that, m- that makes total sense.
0: Yeah, Pete Carroll has this this strange way of turning iffy quarterbacks into good quarterbacks, and a lot of it is hiding them. Because we great we
2: run. all
3: laughed when they brought in Geno Smith. So sure. you you were on the uh, bandwagon of uh, what's his dick from Denver was going to be the guy.
0: Oh, uh, your boy uh,
3: Drew Lock. Drew Lock, and and I and remember I I even said it, it won't be Drew Lock. I mean, if if if, if it's Geno, it's
0: not going to be any better. No, but Geno's. His, to his credit, uh, what I'll say is he did lead him to a winning record, but he, they, they were what, what nine and eight last year back to Sh- the sure. playoffs. but no one expected them getting close to nine. Games. Sure,
3: yeah, and that's but that's gonna, G- Gino is still outperforming anything what we expected him to do yeah. in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. and if, if they keep making these moves like this, I don't know, mm-hmm. could be a thing. Could be a thing. You think about the year when when they went on the the, the uh, when they beat uh, uh Saints and when they when they had no mm-hmm. business beating I'm like yeah, sometimes I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, elsewhere around that division, the Rams go out and making some moves. There they release kicker Brett Maher after he misses three kicks in Week Seven. Immediately Oof. they immediately sign uh, Lucas Have Risk Have uh, he, He's a oh. replacement exactly. Uh, this have is risen. Dumb. This is dumb. He misses three kicks, but we also have seen kind of the Brett Maher situation kind of unfold over there in Dallas, where he I mean, was missing kicks left and right. He yeah. had the yips, and then now he's back here at the Rams. He started out red hot with them. Now he's got the yips. Uh, you don't like this move, Tyler? No, I, I, I don't like doing it after one week. It's sure,
1: just,
3: it's everyone's entitled to a bad game, and if if it was like multiple weeks of missed kicks,
2: it's one thing, but maher has been good all season. Yes, he has. Well, at this point, you know he we can consider Brett Meyer to be some sort of free agent uh, availability. But here's the problem too: like, who's going to want him? I mean, yeah, he, I think he's he, done. He had a he had a case of the shanks with Dallas. He had a case of the yips with Los Angeles. So at this point, it's like, okay, the guy has a bad track record of of making field goal kicks. I mean. You kind of need your kicker to be able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Am I missing something here?
0: No, I think he's done. I, I think Brett Maher, he's, he's uh, you know, his career is basically over at this point, I, I think. I mean, I don't think, I, I think Dallas got rid of him. He was really good for Dallas for a period there. And he was really good for, for the, the Rams there for a second. And I don't know what the hell happened. He had one bad week, and they're like, "Oh, see you later." He ninety percent last year. I know it's well. He had right at the end there is when he started having the. Yips he missed far, three total. As far well, his extra points too. He got a bear in there. Yeah, he missed yeah. three extra points. Yeah, yeah, he started right at the end of but, the season. But still,
3: it just seems like we're we're pulling the plug in these kickers a little too soon. A sometimes.
0: little too early. A little too early. I think this is this is a little too early. You know, Ryan, uh, what was it? Uh, Longwell, I think it was. He had he had himself a a. Rough week one day for the pair for the Packers where he missed like five field goals or whatever.
3: But then then Dallas is kind of the king of like doing that too early, like, right? I, 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 trust me, he still lives in the back of my brain. Mm -hmm. But let's be like, we use Billy Cunningham for example, sure. They cut him the season after going to the Pro Bowl, yeah. And the year that he missed the kick in New England with Baltimore Mm -hmm. was like his second miss all season, like, yeah. Something sometimes the the when
0: can kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Because one of the best kickers of all time for the Vikings, of Gary d- Anderson. The when can yeah. kill you. He, he wide left. Because Blair Walsh yeah. was
3: good until he wasn't.
0: Yeah, Blair Walsh come in straight, straight. He didn't even kick it off. <laughs> he just kicked it straight, and it was he, they were in the hash marks. I mean, it was silly, but anyway, uh, you know th- that that the is when the matters
3: sometimes. Yeah, but
0: sometimes I, I don't know.
3: Just one game. I, it just feels odd.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, next up, the around that division, Niners, the the 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel. He didn't play versus the Vikings this past week due to a shoulder injury. Uh, he has a, a shoulder fracture. Could be out uh, a few weeks. We don't know if he's going to play this week. He hasn't been placed on IR. So we're just kind of seeing what happens for the Niners here. They could see Debo on the field. Might not see Debo on the field anytime soon. Right. Do you think Debo Samuel ends up on the field uh, sooner than later, do you think they're going to hold him out with everything going on?
2: Well, I'll tell you what um, the San Francisco 49ers have the ability to hold players off where they need to so that when it comes to nut cut time. Thank you. When, it's, when, it's, when it comes to playoff time, then it's like, okay, we have our full strength and we're, we're able to put our guys in where they need to. Because if you just if you just try to put in you know just the same round of guys and just the oh oh we gotta have CMC on so we can make this yeah but you know what what victory do you have there yeah I mean you might you might as well just you know ride ride them out for the rest of the season if you can get you know gen, you know um, you know general admission seats for somebody else fine <laughs> but at the same time it's like you know what. I mean, we're we're halfway through the season. Yep. This is week eight. We're trade deadline time. You know, and and you only have two losses on your record.
0: Do you think the Seahawks go looking for a replacement for old Debo
2: at this point? I mean, halfway through the, the, the season, sea, season? Haw- the Seahawks. Or, I'm the sorry, not Niners.
0: the not the Seahawks. The Niners, rather.
2: Um, I can't see them looking to replace well, Debo. It's
3: funny that you say that. Because I know you missed me, because I have some... <gasps> breaking
2: news? We have breaking news,
3: Tyler? It's small, oh, but we have breaking news. Oh, yeah? What do we got? The Broncos say that the, in their hands, they have what's considered a good offer... Oh, dear. ...for Jerry Judy. Oh! Uh, oh! From the Niners? They haven't specified who it's from, mm. but, it, but it's considered a good offer. And yeah. back at draft time, they said they wanted a first-round draft pick, which feels like a, like a reach for a, him. You're get a first-round well, draft well, well, somebody
2: get Steve Smith on the phone and let him know. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody but, followed
3: that, but... But, so I don't think it's the Niners. I, I think they can survive without Debo for a bit,
0: because I, the reason I don't think Niners are going go for a trade is... Well, game. they did it last year with without you know Debo. Sure.
3: A bit. And... But I think Brandon Ayuk has played well enough. They, they, Very well. They don't need to go reaching for a receiver no. right now. Um, I mean, you have some you know. room.
0: Let Debo get healthy and you'll be okay. Sure. Sure, I'm with you there. It makes sense to me. Yep, I agree. Um, also, you, you just got done talking about the Broncos. Broncos have other issues on their hands. Broncos safety Kareem Jackson suspended four games for multiple unnecessary roughness violations. He likes to lead with the crown. Uh, he oh, did it last geez. week. Man, it was nasty. Nasty hit! I uh, just leaning with the crown, blasting people in the face. I, I, I you know what? Is, is lo- Sean
2: Payton t- t- is Sean Payton teaching this guy defense gate stuff?
0: I think he is, but you know, <laughs> a lot of folks are like, oh, let him play, let him play, let him play. You know what? No, I am on the other side of the fence here. Look, helmet to helmet. You know the rules. You don't bring your helmet into it. You don't throw your crown in your helmet at a guy. That's just what it is, right? Am I am I missing no, something? No, hundred percent.
2: Hundred percent.
0: I mean, that is what it is. You want to play the game. Don't leave with the crown on your helmet, you dumbass. So, there's that. Uh, elsewhere around that division, the Chiefs linebacker Nick Bolton. He's going to need wrist surgery. He's set to miss two months. So, the next eight weeks. Oof. Uh, yeah, he won't be back for the next several weeks. The Chiefs, uh, you know, Nick Bolton's sort of a quiet heart and soul kind of guy for for that Chiefs defense. He's been very good for them. And here we are. Nick Bolton going to be seeing the sidelines. And, and uh, you know, was it uh, Steve Spegg? Uh, sp- Nolo over there, is that what we're calling him? Uh, he's His defense has been weirdly good uh, this year. I, I've been very surprised and pleasantly surprised by the Chiefs' defense, and a lot of that has to do with Nick Bolton. So uh, he's set to miss some time. Uh, the Eagles trade for Titan safety. Kevin Byard, Tyler, this was something you talked to me about. Uh, they send safety Terrell Edmonds and a day-three pick over there. could be a fourth, fifth down It's conditional. But um, Kevin Byard going to the Eagles. This is a pretty good uh, situation. For them. It
3: is, and they're able to they're able to to, to dump a uh, who was a very promising prospect and T- Terrell Edmonds, who's not
0: really panned out to be yeah, all no, that. He hasn't performed very well. Uh, it's good they get rid of the draft pick, um, you know, and away we go for the Eagles. There they go, and they fix their ailing secondary right now because their secondary is terrible. But let's say you get a safety back, right? Let's say you get one of those corners back, anything like that. Kevin Byard back on the field. Imagine having that embarrassment of riches coming in into the mix there. And also, Alex, something I know you'll be interested in, uh, Bill Belichick has apparently reportedly signed a very lucrative multi-year deal with the Patriots in this last offseason, so therefore he is very unlikely to be fired after
2: this season. Well, that's well, that was sad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, You know, listen, Bill Belichick has time and again found mm-hmm. a way to either convince his superiors to keep his job or has proven that he is the coach for the job. I mean, look, look at the rings that he's picked up with Tom Brady. You know, So I can't say I'm surprised that Billy Belly uh, is able to preserve his job for another couple of years. Sure. Here's the question, though. Is it really necessary? At this point, I'm sitting here going, you know, your, your best years are behind you, coach. What are we doing here? Go home. Go home. Go home and he, away. And he, he will. This season's going to end poorly. And
3: what you're going to see is he's going to just, he's going to, you're missing my air quotes, guys. He's going to decide to retire. Oh, exactly. And what what, gonna what, what it's going to be is Kraft saying, hey, you either can walk away alone on, on your own terms, don't make us fire at you.
1: Yeah. All and
3: right.
0: Kraft has the money to just pay the out. And
3: if you're Bill Belichick, you don't want your your last two raw to be, you were fired. Yeah. He'll he'll go home. He'll go home. Willingly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. With with his oatmeal. Yeah, (laughs) with his oatmeal. Jesus Christ. (laughs) his applesauce. Isn't (laughs) Pete Pete Carroll older than he is, though? I think Pete Carroll is. I think
2: Pete Pete Carroll is older, yes.
0: So uh, with that, that's our news around the league. Jumping into our last part of the day, our predictions. Our predictions. And as it currently stands right now, Prediction wise, I am sixty-six forty and 0. Alex is 66 40 and 0. And the bootleg better sitting at 58 48 and
3: 0. And and you get a little slippery shot of the reigning, defending, undefeated picks champion of the world, Ta-da-dee.
0: Now, listen, no, the, the, the <laughs> reigning defending champion is me right now. <laughs> well, I was, I was way ahead before yeah. I had I accepted yeah.
3: the show. Oh, <laughs> oh really? well, ahead enough.
1: Okay. Right. I had a 10
3: game lead, so I'm still the reigning,
0: defending, you, undefeated. Do you claim that? Do
1: you okay. claim that now? Uh, <laughs> uh, sure, you
0: do. Sure. But um, coming into to uh, picks time, look, we're we're talking uh, week eight in the NFL. Um, yeah, trade deadline. Trade deadline right around the corner. It's Halloween. looming. Yeah, Halloween. I hope everybody has a good Halloween. But folks, week eight in the NFL. Let's jump in. Here are our predictions. For Week 8 in the NFL, starting out, first of all, we all, Thursday Night Football, Bills and Bucks, uh, we all went with the Bills here. That was not a question.
2: Well, here's the thing about this, though. I did not anticipate that the game was going to be as close as it was. No. Tampa Bay had the ability to, you know, come come into the front and really take this game. And the fact of the matter is... The Buffalo head, especially since we were playing in Buffalo, had no business having that game as close as it was. Yeah. So do you really think that, that Tampa Bay is is one of the real deals in the in the NFC South? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I, you know,
0: I, I think that, you know, when we, we talked about it a little bit, um, you know, in Thursday Night Football, I think that a lot of that Baker Mayfield magic is gone, and... Uh, we agree. You know, we're all kind of in agreement. Baker Mayfield, pff, we're kind of a bomb at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah that—that's kind of all it is. Next up, starting out with the Jets and the Giants. Uh, you know what? Like I the battle at the Meadowlands. Yeah, battle at the Meadowlands. No, Danny Jones, but I don't know. I have this.
2: I'm going with the Giants. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, this Tyrod Taylor cat is definitely a better quarterback than Daniel Jones by a large margin. Having said that, uh, I don't know what Sauce's, st- what sauce's stance is, but I am going to go ahead and go with the New York Football Jets. Ooh. You know, but you know, I think there's something about this Jets squad with Aaron Rodgers sitting on the sideline coaching Zach Wilson. You know, they are definitely a different team than they were last year. Um, so you know, even even though he's injured and just sitting on the sidelines, so you know, Aaron Rodgers is still proving to be a, a commodity on the sideline. What say you, Tyler?
3: I you know, congratulations to the Jets for having an extra home game despite me on the road. <laughs> but uh, um in the battle in the battle of the Meadowlands, I think I, I'm, I'm with Scott on this one. I, I think right now Tyrod Taylor is playing some damn good football, and he's going to yeah. keep that trend
0: going. I think the Giants
3: going to win this one
0: yeah. for sure. That's, that's kind of where I'm at here. Next up, Jags and the Steelers. You know, the, the Steelers are one of those hit-or-miss kind of teams. Uh, Boots took the Giants in the last one. He's taking the Steelers in this one. You know what? For me, I disagree. I'm taking the Jaguars in this
2: one. Me too. I think really uh, Trevor Lawrence really starts to come in on his own. Yes, there's the question of his knee injury, but at the same time, I mean, you know, Jacksonville really has uh, the tools that they need. Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne, Doug Peterson. They have, the, they have the necessary tools to kick the AFC South and perhaps have a deep playoff run. So I'm gonna go with the Jags, and, and you know the Steelers. Granted, I mean they're not necessarily the steel curtain that they used to be, but you know it's not gonna be easy. I don't, I do I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. But at the end of the day, it's the it's the Jaguars' game to lose.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, um, and
2: I I feel like I mean the Steelers
3: have been kind of accidentally winning games, I
0: feel like. I agree with that. They've been backing
3: their way into so many wins and it's almost frustrating. Yeah, Um. But while, and we mentioned earlier, Jacksonville, however, is quietly on a hot streak and I I don't see that ending anytime soon. I, I think the Jaguars are going to take care of business by... By at least least eight.
0: Yeah, and I think the Jags are legitimately on a hot streak as opposed to, you know, I mean, they've been. I say quiet because no one's talking about it. Right, but it's legit. That's the thing about it. It's legitimate. So, uh, yeah, we're we're all going Jags here other than boots. Uh, Next up, we got the Eagles and the Commanders. This one to me is a no brainer. I'm going with the Eagles here.
2: Not so fast, my friend. Ooh. Now here's the deal. Uh, this is a division game. Are you putting your balls in the wheelbarrow? Yes, I am. Oh, boy. In an attempt to try to take the lead, and because I have him in fantasy, quarterback Sam Howell will give the Eagles just enough of a problem to squeak out the victory. Yeah. Here's the deal. Uh, you know The Philadelphia Eagles are not the team that we think they are. You know their defense is not as powerful as we think they are, so I honestly believe that when when it when it comes to nut cutting time, mm-hmm. again you got to put that up there. I think Sam Howell is going to have what he needs to you know, hold, the, and it's a home game in Washington. If this was an Eagle, if this was an Philadelphia, this would be a totally different conversation. But this is, uh, I believe, that because it's in Washington, because it's Sam Howell, and because it's a division game, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Washington Commanders. You think Howell has that much magic? I don't think he has that much magic. Let's not not cut words here. Jalen Hurts can run circles around Sam Howell any day of the week. That's not the point. I think the point is that that Eagles defense is not as stout as everybody says it's going to be. So, you know.
1: Hot take Alex, baby. (laughs) And and Sam Powell,
2: you know, has the capability of being a competitor in this league. Now, he has Brian Robinson Jr., he has Curtis Samuel. You know, he has, you know, various weapons. I mean, granted, they're not huge weapons, but I think the Eagles are going to make enough mistakes to allow. The Washington Commanders to take
1: advantage of the situation. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, okay. I, um, are, are you gonna go with the Commanders here? I think you might see a fifty-yard tush push.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think the
3: Eagles are gonna crush the Commanders. Really? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I, how funny would it be if they do like a like a fourth and one tush push and he, and, oh and and then Hurst breaks, breaks through breaks the line and runs. <laughs>
0: Those burns him.
3: It, 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 it could have. Hap- it couldn't happen to a worse team. <laughs> right. Jesus.
0: Jesus, um,
3: I don't know. I feel like we we talked about we've talked about the ending in the past. Sure. And I feel like he's being exposed as not being the guy. At this I stage.
0: think. I, I think a lot of this, this more so falls on Rivera.
3: Yeah, I wrong, really wrong. sure. Yeah, I but we so talk wrong. about but the enemy was the guy that that you always thought he was this offense would be looking better than it is. I think a lot of that like I said
0: has to do with River Ron and the way that Ron runs his football what team. I see is
3: is, is no C has no initiative to make the team better but Eagle Eagle Eagles
0: by 14
2: okay I mean, that, 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 make, that that makes sense
0: oh boy uh, next up, Rams and Cowboys. You know, this one might be a lot
2: tighter than a lot of people think. I'm oh, yeah. still going with the Cowboys. You know, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Cowboys, too. Here's the deal, though Matthew Stafford's going to keep it within seven. And Cooper Cup and Golden Akua, you know, he'll finally figure out, oh, shoot, I've got really good players on, on top of Cooper Cup. So Matthew Stafford will realize before he go gets Tommy John surgery, bingo card, uh, <laughs> that he has you know a series of weapons other than Matt you know Cooper Cup. Now granted, you know we want to see that Cowboys defense kind of really just. That's you know, the de- That's what I'm wondering. Is how, how that Cowboys problem. defense will turn out? Because the, the, we saw it at the beginning of the year that the Cowboys basically Molly the New York Football Giants. The Cowboys do a goose and then all of a sudden they go against the, the Arizona Cardinals and the defense, you know, they lose. They lose. It. So this is like one of those things where it's like, okay, the, the Dallas defense is very much in flux. They don't know what they're capable of. You know, are they really going to come back to form? Or, no uh, corners.
0: No well, corners.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, ever since, um, you know, Diggs went away. Ever since Digs got knocked down for the season, they haven't been the same since. So, you know. and they won't be because the Rams oh, are going to no. take this game. I never would have thought that that would make sense. One fifty
3: out of Co- out of Cooper and Nakua. You think both H. of them? Both of them. Oh
0: boy! Ooh, 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 ooh. Hot takes, baby. Hot takes. Uh. And, and the Cowboys come in hot across the board other than with Tyler. Um, next up, Vikings and the Packers look in Lambeau. I know the Packers have a dirt hole, disgusting, piece of shit field over there in Lambeau. <laughs> this Let's is just well be documented. Real. Well documented. But uh, we are not talking about Lambeau in December. We're talking about Lambeau in late October. And that is a grossly different situation. I'm going with the Vikings here. I, I think the Vikings are prepared for the regressing Jordan Love. Uh, Boots says Jordan Love has regressed. Uh, Alex, who you got?
2: I 100% agree. I, at this point in time, uh, Jordan Love is who we thought he was, mm-hmm. which is not Aaron Rodgers, not Brett Favre. You know, he's really he's he's proven to be you know this guy that really isn't up to snuff, and the record shows it. The football play shows it. You know, yeah, they could probably get A.J. Dillon back or, you know, whoever else they have at running back, but really, who else does he have to throw the football to? Him? You know, especially with the, with Harrison Smith at the safety, with, uh, you know, with that vaunted, you know, I mean, okay, it's not a vaunted Vikings defense, but it's definitely good enough to get the job done against Green Bay, so I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm going Vikings
3: here, too. You look at the last three weeks, the Packers, one of them being a bye. They lost to the to the Broncos, and they lost to the Raiders.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: How do, how do you lose to the Denver Broncos in this league?
3: Bingo. How? Yep. How? I mean, oh, I mean Dallas lost the Cardinals, but <laughs> again, how? But Vikings Vikings get the job done here. Yeah. Right.
0: Next up, we're looking at uh, Titans and the Falcons. Uh, Arthur Smith returns home. Boots says the Titans, he thinks that there's going to be some uh, bad blood here. I don't think that's the case. I think Falcons all day over the Tennessee Titans with their bad quarterback situation over there. Uh, Alex? You know, it's
2: like, it's Desmond Ritter versus Ryan Tannehill, and it's kind of like...
0: Not even not even Ryan Tannehill. You don't know if it's going to be Malik Willis or if it's going to be... You it, know? Well, that's, that's even
2: worse. Yeah. So, Desmond Ritter is at least a reliable source. I and mean, what do we keep saying on this show? Availability and reliability. At least he knows the scheme, right? <laughs> right. And that's about it. Well, but here, we the- don't know what the,
3: what the two baby rookies don't, don't know, so we... Well here's the They can put up forty, they could put up
2: nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Well here's the problem too. Here's I'm gonna go with the Falcons, but they really need to figure out how to use Bijan Robinson properly. And of course use Drake London. Which they
3: have been using Bijan, he just he had a he had a little
2: headache. Is that what we're calling it? (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're calling it, an illness. Which Arthur Smith failed to tell the NFL and rather fantasy managers too. That's you know. I mean, not that not that fantasy managers owed him. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. But at at the same time, it's like, come on. It would have been nice to know. (laughs) It (laughs) would have been nice to know. What are, you, what are you guys thinking? What are you guys doing? Anyway, I'm going Falcons.
3: Uh, I I think the Falcons get it done here, too. Titans are kind of in that rebuild and mode, and the, and the two rookies are going right. to be struggling all game. The Falcons are going to be a more complete team, especially with Bijan back
0: on the field. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of kind of where we're at here. Next up, Patriots and the Dolphins. Uh, Boots says, I'm going with the Dolphins. F the Patriots.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I am kind of of the... The same ilk there. F the Patriots. I'm going with the Fins.
2: Yeah, Fins all day. Uh, Tua, Tyreek, and Jalen all day. You know, Billy gully again, is kind of like on his last legs. You know, it's a division game, but that, that's probably just going to spur the Dolphins to beat up the Patriots even more. And who do they have at quarterback over there? I'll, I'll wait. Uh, the, the answer is uh, Mac Jones, who is not the answer. So give me the Miami Dolphins.
3: I don't know. They just
2: beat the
1: Bills.
3: But, Miami Billings. Dolphins. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Golly, Tyler. Uh, yeah, you, you give, the give us a heart They ain't going to catch here. lightning twice. Yeah. No, 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 they're not.
0: <laughs> no, that ain't happening. No. Uh, next up, Saints and the Colts. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, we got we got Boots and the Colts. He says they're tougher than you think. Mm. This one's going to be kind of tough for me because, you know, on one end you got the Saints who are obviously the more complete team right now. Um,
2: Derek
1: Hard. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Derek R is not doing his job, and he is not scoring points, but that Saints defense has been really, really good. There's a lot of questions there, and you never know what Gardner uh, Minshew is going to do. He, he's Who has proven to be a pretty reliable backup High-end backup, but you don't know which Gardner Minshew is going to show up. You don't know if he's going to be high-end Gardner Minshew or if he's going to be Gardner Minshew. You know, like, you just don't know. So, I, I, I'm not sure. At the end of the day, I think I'm going to wind up going with the Saints here. Uh, I, I just think that the defense is more complete. I feel like Derek Carr, even with the problems he's having, that offense is more complete than what we're seeing with the Colts. I'm going with the Saints.
2: You know what? Uh, to, just to try to play catch-up, and the fact, even despite the fact that Anthony Richardson's on the shelf for the rest of the year, I'm mean, going to go ahead. is going to be going wild. The Colts are at home against the Saints. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. Ooh! Um, as a still current member,
3: I, I might revoke the membership of the uh, Derek Carr fan club. <laughs> um, I still like Derek Carr as a quarterback, and to, to Scott's point, the Saints are the more complete team. But. But. But <laughs> the Saints have been the kings of finding a way to lose. And they're going to do that again. The Colts are going to win this game. Stealing defeat from the Jaws of victory? Yeah. Yeah, that reminds
2: me of something else. That's where we're headed.
0: (laughs) Next up, Texans and the Panthers. Uh, You know, so Boots says the Panthers' offense should be better. I strongly disagree with that. I'm going hardcore with the Texans. Give me C.J. Stroud. I think he is the better quarterback, and that's going to make the world of difference. Give me the Texans.
2: Yeah, Texans all day. I mean... Really, I kind of want to see the Panthers go 0 16, just so they can look at the rest of the world and go, "See, we we knew we sucked." <laughs> so, but, and then you know, hand that
0: number one draft pick to the Bears. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just,
2: just just enough. Just you know, just the just the poo icing on the poo cake. Uh, it's awful. It's just a, it's just a disaster. I'm going to go with the Texans. You know, I'd
3: love to hear them go 0 16, and then then still say. You know what? We feel really good about taking Bryce Young over as C.J. Stroud. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jeez. Christ. Texans. Easy. Easy Texans, yeah. Yeah,
2: The the hubris that's involved in that
0: statement is,
2: is outstanding.
0: It's, it's pretty incredible. Next up, Browns and the Seahawks. Uh, Boots says he takes the Browns based solely on their defense. I'm not so sure. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Seahawks here. I think the Seahawks, even though that Browns defense is banging, I have a feeling that
2: Geno Smith is going to have himself a decent day. I'm going Seahawks. Well, here's the deal. Uh, you know, The Seahawks barely, barely lost against the Cincinnati Bengals, but this is like one of those deals, again, where, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals were not 100%, you know, so I really think that given the fact that Geno Smith has that triple threat at wide receiver, and let's not forget Kenneth Walker third. Mm-hmm. yes, it's, I think it's going to be a really, really close game, the Seahawks are going to find a way to come out on top, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Seahawks. Yes, sir. As good as the Browns' defense has been, I
3: feel like the Seahawks are starting to build some momentum here, and I think it's going to continue this week. I think they're
0: going to squeak by this one. Mm-hmm. Seahawks, Seahawks, yeah, buddy. Next up, uh, Bengals yeah. and the Niners. Uh... Oh, oh, oh! I, I forgot. To yeah, done, Alex. It's my fault.
1: Here, we the, Bengals see.
3: and the Niners. As Scott's catching up on his. Topic yeah, sorry, here. I'm telling um, you. The Niners are at home. Um, they're coming off the uh, the big loss to the, to the
2: to the Vikings. Could potentially be a Super Bowl matchup if 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 everybody plays a yeah, If the uh, Bengals uh, figure their shit out, maybe. Uh, exactly. I don't know. Right.
1: Exactly. Uh, you know,
0: the Boots takes the Bengals. He says San Francisco quarterback concerns and injuries on the defense. I'm sort of kind of seeing that here. It, it could be a Super Bowl matchup, but I, I don't know. I, I I going with the. the Bengals here. I, I really do think the Bengals are are the more complete team. You know, Joe Burrow starting to move forward from his injuries. I'm going with Bengals.
2: Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals as well. I'm really hoping that T. Higgins has a, an, a come out performance, and that's just because I have like my fantasy. Sure, but uh, I really think again, that, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals seem to be the more complete team. And let's not forget, Brock Purdy was exposed as a an elite game manager and nothing else. Oofa,
3: yeah. Well, so it's, it's all Burrow is too. He's a, really, he's a stunt good. team. He, well, when has he not had a good team? Herbert's a better quarterback. I, I, I'll die in that landmine.
1: Uh, well, I mean, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean,
3: Herbert's no. never had a good team I thought of Eckler. That that makes oh, sense. Well, well that's nice not fair. Because and But I too. still, I still think that Burrow's always had an elite team around him.
2: we're just comparing apples to oranges. He's only been, he's only been in the league three years. Well, okay, then, then he, why are we shitting on I'm, Purdy I'm for for much less time then? Because he's not on the same level as Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. He's not. But he's doing his job as a game manager. Exactly. But here's the deal. When his when his players around him are you know, aren't available, then he gets exposed. Yeah, like 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 Burrow when he loses his games and chases on the field. I don't know about that. Burrow's won games without a game. No, I'm, I'm,
3: int- I'm intentionally reaching right now. You're right, exactly. just being an asshole. I'm like, wait a but, minute. No. But my, I, I will stand by the fact that I feel like Burrow has never had to work too hard because he's always had a really good team. That's fair. He's, always, okay. he's had Chase. He's had Higgins. Um, right. Ty- Tyler Boyd's the best number three in the league. Joe Mixon. Um, yeah. Joe Mixon. Yep. Um, but th- That's my only point. But I am taking the Bengals here. I, I think there's a lot going on with the Niners team.
0: Now, let me get this straight.
3: You <laughs> went Joe for all that
0: <laughs> just to take the Bengals. Yes, because <laughs> De- motherfucker. De- Debo's out.
3: Purdy's playing, but is he going to be 100%? I, 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 I'm sticking with Purdy's not going to – isn't as good, he doesn't got his full, yeah. full arsenal. No Debo, that
1: no win. Sense. That makes
0: sense. That's fair. Next up, Chiefs and Broncos. Oh, um, God.
2: Just, uh, just, yeah, yeah. Let's just go Chiefs and just be done with it. Yeah, I mean, as if it wasn't a, it wasn't bad enough to have it. You know, the Chiefs, you know, host the Broncos in Arrowhead. I really think that this is just the exclamation point on one of the worst seasons in NFL history for the Broncos. And I really hope that the, I this like, last year was worse. <laughs> well, just, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. But they you know, now they have Sean Payton, who is supposed to be a good head coach, but apparently he's not. And I, I'm just, I'm just looking for the train wreck to con- continue down the line, to have Russ Wilson continue to cook us spaghettiOs and spam. I'm going Chiefs all day, and it's gonna be by like 21.
0: Yeah, I'm going Chiefs too. Sores, boots,
2: Tyler, who you got? No, I'm,
0: I'm taking the Chiefs here too,
3: but um, this. There is always that one game every—it's not this one. There's always <laughs> that one game every year where Chiefs like drop this random game to someone they—they like have no business doing it to. Oh, it's a trap. It's like—it's one of those kind of games where it's, it's Broncos aren't the team. They're not good enough to get track. Game,
0: right?
2: No, to, no. Th- 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 this is not the trap.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, next up, you're looking at Ravens and Cardinals. You know, this one is to me pretty cut and dry. Boots going wet with the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens. Uh yeah,
2: You know, I really think it's just the Ravens. At this point, it's like the Cardinals are are in total rebuild mode. They're, it's a dumpster fire of a team over there. And, and if they put Kyler Murray in as starting quarterback, why? 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 Have you been <laughs> listening? He's <and> not playing. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> well, that's it, even worse. He, know, he's,
0: got, not, he's not gonna play this week, but but you got, Josh, they...
2: Job, you got Josh Dobbs over here. And really, with Lamar playing as good as he's been, if they can keep that momentum going, you know, it's Ravens all day, especially in the desert.
0: And they're talking about Cardinals being in in cell mode at the deadline here. David Collins possibly on the move? We're going to see, which is interesting because they just drafted the guy not too long ago. So what else uh, are we going to run into? Tyler, who do you got?
3: Uh, I'm taking the Ravens here. I I, I don't think this is the game they dropped, but I, I also just know that my team likes play down at stupid times um, so I, I have this weird omen that this is gonna be like, a, like going to half times' we make 14 10 10 10 in the second half of the game we'll turn it back on that's just right. they Ravens and Steelers both do this they like just playing down they, like we're gonna play where our opponent is today yeah and yep. so like, I I hope they can just keep 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 the gas and continue momentum from last week against the Lions and just and just keep keep it going but sure. And I, I like to hope it's going to happen, but let's see if they can keep that time.
0: Yep. Uh, next up, Chargers and the Bears. I'm going Chargers all day. This isn't even a question to me. Buster Fields is Buster Fields, and it's not even going to be him. It's going to be Tyson Bajant. Who? Exactly. I uh, think he's a bum. I'm going Chargers. And uh, Boots says he's going with the Chargers as well. He says, just don't charge her. Exactly. So,
2: <laughs> charge As long as Chargers aren't going to charge her, you know, this is definitely the Chargers going to lose. Sure. They're in Los Angeles, and it's the Chicago Bears. I mean, you have no reason to drop this game to a team that's this bad.
3: You just don't. If they lose, and St- I'm, I'm blaming Staley, regardless of what 100%. happens
2: in the game. 100%. That's a great point, Tyler. If Herbert could go 0 for 40, I'm blaming Staley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. You think you think Brandon Staley finally becomes the first NFL head coach to get fired in the regular season? What? We're, 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 we're just like... We haven't... I, I think... We're like eight games in, and nobody's been fired yet. Yeah, I think... Oh, for this, that doesn't yeah, happen every sure
0: year.
1: either. Right? Not every, not last
3: year, none of the year before. Before, before that, it was, uh, uh, Ohio State um kicking kickers. Oh yeah, yeah, all <laughs> urban, <laughs> urban.
1: Oh god, all urban. Um,
3: no, Stanley will probably the year.
1: It takes, a, it takes a
3: lot to get you know, a midseason season yeah.
0: But he needs yeah. to go. He needs to go.
3: Yeah. We're on the same page. Chargers I mean, for
0: me as well. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, we got the Detroit football lie downs against the... Uh, you just had to go there. Too. I did. Against the Vegas Raiders. I'm going with the lie downs on this one. I think they're going to wind up. Going and slapping around the Raiders, they're gonna get get their uh, their mind right for this cupcake schedule that they have until uh, right. you know week week fifteen.
2: Right, exactly. You know, I mean, the Lions have absolutely no reason to lose this game to the Raiders. You know, and Andrew and I are gonna be in person to watch the carnage unfold. Fingers crossed. I can't believe I have to say that, but here's the deal: I mean, stranger things have happened on Monday night. Remember, we opened the season on Monday Night Football with Matt Patricia as our head coach. First play from scrimmage. What what does Zach Wilson do? Throws a pick. Throws a pick six. What does that kid go on to do? Beat the Lions so bad that in the third quarter, everybody leaves. Uh, uh, Sam Darnold. Oh, Sam. uh, That's even worse. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, the, the, The Lions have, you know, there's no reason why the Lions should not. Drop this game. You know they. They. I. I predict a twenty-one point game. Lions just crushing them. Yeah. No. Yep. They have no reason not to No. Yep. Tyler. That- I, I. I. think the Lions get themselves back on the track, and
3: the Raiders are going to be. It should be an easy opponent for them. They, they, they should be getting them back in the end column. Yeah, I agree. I think
0: the Lions are just
2: going to. And
3: Josh McDaniels is trash. He, head coach, garbage. Garbage head coach. Didn't we notice before they hired him?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. We called it. We we called it, We we were all cackling as he got hired. But with that, that's our predictions uh, for week eight in the NFL. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's our show. Uh, before we take off, I want to give a shout out to IYT Massage. It's your time, massage dot com. We can uh, get yourself a massage. The best massage therapist in the Detroit area, Metro Detroit area. Amanda is outstanding at what she does. Tyler, you become a massage. It.
2: Not in a while.
0: Alex, have you gotten a massage yet?
2: No, sir. The I hell's the know. matter with both of you? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. But you got to get a massage, iytmassage.com. Check it out at It's Your Time Massage, LLC, on Facebook. Or you can check out iytmassage.com, Swedish Deep Tissue. You can also get yourself some CBD oil thrown in there, cupping, you name it. She's going to take care of you over at it's Your itsyourtimemassage.com. Because um,
1: it's, it's your time.
0: It is your time. Now, moving onward. To facekickedapparel.com, Facekicked Apparel, your place for custom shirts, hoodies, hats—you name it, you pick it—he sticks it over at facekickedapparel.com. Get your face kicked in with savings. All the custom T-shirts, hats, hoodies, pants, clothing—anything that you need, all that custom good stuff. Facekickedapparel.com.
2: Sean and his lovely wife, we, what lovely wife Lisa, are two great human beings, and they have a tremendous business. Uh, he is fair and he is uh, righteous go check him out yeah alex you got some high 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 quality shirts done recently absolutely yes uh, i got some new i got some new cannonball shirts made you know they are ready and they're in my car and uh you know, if you want some come get some absolutely and made by dot
0: yes sir also a shout out to patch miracle photography patch miracle the Top uh, uh, photographer in the Metro Detroit area, Andrew Langland, his wonderful wife, Lisa. or uh, uh, Chantel, rather. I I get them always mixed up. Andrew and his wonderful wife, Chantel, rather. Uh, They do excellent work over there. And high-quality photos, if you need wedding photos, if you need baby photos, if you need first birthday photos, if you're looking for graduation pictures, if you're looking to do a sexy boudoir shoot for that special someone in your life, that's what Tyler's looking for. You can check out Patch Miracle Photography. (laughs) Uh, dot com. Check them out on Facebook, Patch Miracle Photography. Get yourself some uh, excellent, high quality pictures, and you can also get yourself some very sexy photos, Tyler. I'm sure you can put on a special. Oh, uh, yep, yep, you, read you, my, you read my mind. I knew it. I fucking <laughs> knew it. I uh, also want to give a shout out to the artist formerly known as Big Willie Dubs Gaming, No Shot Bot TV. Uh, Big Will doing some good stuff over there at NoShotBot. Uh, he's got some cool stuff on his uh, TikTok channel as well as his uh, fun Twitch streams over there. He is now officially involved in some uh, some competition gaming going on over at NoShotBot.
2: And uh, our homeboy actually went to Vegas for TwitchCon this past weekend. Absolutely. So, uh, yep, so he's, he's, he's expanding his audience. So, folks, check him out. Yeah. You're not going to want to... You don't you don't want to miss him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He does awesome stuff over there. Uh, check it out, folks. And also, want to give a shout out to our boys over here, Steel Steel Twins Gaming. Alex, what do you guys got going on yep. over
2: there? So right now, uh, Andrew and I are going through uh, The Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. Uh, obviously, we take a game with a bunch of dialogue and we give the voices, we give the characters voices, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and we try to interject our own sense of humor, you know, along the way. Uh, and, and I know we're kind of leading into the next project, but uh, in January of 2024, please be on the lookout. Uh, my brother and I will be doing the uh, at- Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy. Uh, that is a project that we're very much looking forward to do in the year 2024. So just keep your eyes open for that. Uh, otherwise, every single Wednesday night at 730 uh, the cannonball and the cannon are here to entertain you all.
0: Absolutely, and and uh, very fun stuff to watch. I jump on there and harass you guys every now and then. Is...
2: <laughs> it's it, it makes for entertaining TV. Yep,
0: yep. And also, I ate cookies out of the trash. Uh, the wonderful book ra- written by Tammy Pruitt. Awesome stuff. It's an inspirational book. You can, uh, you you basically learn about all of uh, Tammy's. Uh, uh, basically psychologically, psychological deals uh, going through uh, um, problems with uh, weight loss and and all from the perspective of a registered dietitian. I'd highly recommend it. It's an excellent book. It's a very inspirational book. Check it out. I Ate Cookies Out of the Trash. You can find it on Amazon Books. You can find it on Apple iTunes. You can find it anywhere that books are sold. And, folks, that's our show. Absolutely. That is our show. Uh... Tyler, thank you so much for joining us on the show again.
2: It, it 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 was nice to have a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah, no, oh, I'm, I'm nostalgic now. He's nostalgic wow. you are. Wow. it's retro. He's an old man. He's retro. <laughs> he's an old man now. I mean, he's got you that know. salt and pepper haircut. I mean, yeah, yeah, but
0: man, you're you're looking very, very uh, back to the future here. It's it's pretty impressive. Alex, once again, as always, thank you for joining me on the show, folks. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we are—that's a week eight in the books. We will see you next time, right here on the Outside Blitz.
1: Ciao.